The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, welcome to Second Breakfast. I'm Ez. I'm Matt. And uh, today we have uh, a good, good episode for you. Good mix, I think. Um, we're going to start off with some Game of Thrones, like we normally do. And uh, we're going to move into some Dragon Ball Super episodes. 111. Wow, put you on the spot there. <laughs> 111. And uh, talk about some Stranger Things. And then we have some real good old-fashioned Star Wars Raylo Theory mm-hmm. coming at you. So... But we are starting with um, some Game of Thrones talk. And what we thought we would do today is, is just sort of talk about... Um, we've been reading the Dunkin' Egg series, or the Hedge Knight series, and we love it. Right? Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, um, it's, got our, it's got us thinking about just you know that time period. So, we thought we'd stick with that time period for a little bit and look at um, Egg. And how Egg, the kings that he lived under, really we're going to start back with... Darren the second, um, which would be his grandfather, mm-hmm. and sort of talk about um, all of Egg's uncles and basically what happened um, to where Egg was, you know, ascended to the throne. Now, to go in really, you know, nitty gritty detail is going to take a long time, so maybe we just we're kind of winging this here. We might just get through his uncles and maybe how it got down to Makar mm-hmm. and leave it there, yeah. um, which might be smart, but. Yeah, I think we'll just kind of we'll just kind of take you guys through what happened. There's like so many Targaryens, it's unreal. And that was what kind of has always blown us away. It's just like, what? This family is is crazy. And plus, when they start marrying their sisters to try to follow the family tree, it's like, what is yep. going on? And you there's know? tons of little kids that actually a lot of sometimes it's not even accounted for. It just as unknown descendants. Yeah, exactly. So who the, knows the, what happened? The writing there. hasn't been finished. I mean, yeah. there's just it's untold, you know. So we're going to start back um, with Darren the Second, um, also known as Darren the Good, and basically there's a little or, or excuse me, Darren the False Born, which I think is interesting. So I was talking to Matt about this. Um, one of the theories out there is that perhaps um, uh, Darren's mother, Darren the Second's mother, um, who was married to Aegon the Fourth. Um, was also more maybe romantically involved with Aemon Targaryen, uh, the Dragon Prince, yeah. who was in the Kingsguard, um, and who was in the Kingsguard way before his brother um, Aegon the Fourth ascended to the throne. So that's interesting, um, and it's actually a really interesting discussion on how that Aegon gets to the throne, which is really strange. Um, but anyways, so. Darren the second, the controversy there is that perhaps he's not even um, Aegon the fourth's actual son. That's why they call him Aegon. That's why they call him Darren the Darren the False Born, Darren the second, or uh, Darren the Good, or Darren the False Born, because the Dragon Prince, you know, was romantically supposedly involved with his um, with his sister. sister. Yeah, 
So there's also this whole piece too. So then you get into the opposite of Darren the second is you have Damon Blackfire, which is we're not going to get into that right now, but that's an interesting uh, discussion in the Blackfire Rebellion. But um, so Damon Blackfire, just real quickly, was also was a bastard-born son of um, Aegon. Yeah. So and Aegon the four. Uh, Aegon the Fourth legitimizes his bastards and what have you, and that's sort of where all the Blackfire rebellions kind of start and how things start to go crazy. But um, Darren the Second, so when Egg is born, our Egg, we'll call him Egg um, from the Hedge Knight series, when he's born, Darren the Second is king, correct? Yep. Yep. So it's mentioned in in the Hedge Knight. Yeah. Yep. In the first book. So um, let's see here. What do we know about this guy? He is his reign. We're going to start with his reign. I'm going to skip over a lot of his you know, early history and his um, how he basically ascended to the throne because I don't really want to get, <laughs> get into all that um, today. But basically upon um, Aegon the Force's death, um, uh, Darren is, he, he leaves Dragonstone. And he ends up, um, you know, he's, he's crowned. Um, he actually says here, um, he chose to crown himself with his father's crown um, to sort of, you know, um, do away with all these ideas, the, the rumors or the ideas that maybe he was false born and not, you know, the actually actual true heir uh, to the throne. So, um, let's see, during his reign, I believe he is the one who started to negotiate more and more with, um, with Dorne. Mm, that is interesting. I actually forget which king brought Dorn in. It was actually a several kings ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Dorn's been in there for a while. Wasn't it the fur? Aegon the first? Wasn't mm. that I thought he had created the seven kingdoms. Uh yeah, no, but there there's uh so Dorn was in, in was in rebellion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And w- along the way, um one of the kings, I can't remember which one maybe the third or, actually yeah. brought in it might have been the third actually, um brought in the um the Dornish. And Interesting, Aegon the Fourth. We're all over the place right now, but Aegon the Fourth. I think uh, there was that had something to do with him having a Dornish uh, wife or something. I think, or maybe that was Darren. But anyways, um, so during his reign here, um, things are things seem fine. There's a couple um, in the beginning. There's this, um, at least in the start, where there's the rumors and things of the Blackfire Rebellion. Um, and I think that's the big thing that happens during his reign is the is the first Blackfire Rebellion. But it's years later on. People don't realize that Damon Blackfire actually doesn't um, he doesn't even really go for the uh, the throne until years after. And it was at the basically at the at the request of what was that guy's name? Quentin Ball. Right, one of the master yeah. of arm, the master of arms at uh, King's Landing. So that's a good friend of his who basically was denied a, a spot in the uh, in the King's Guard, and then decides, well, I'll just you know I'll find a new king, and starts to kind of you know request that Damon you know take up um, the Valyrian steel sword Blackfire, which is the king's sword, which has been passed down, sort of like a if you have that sword, you are the true king, sort of thing. It's something that's been passed down, so. Um, so anyways, that's sort of the issue that he has to, to deal with there early on is just Damon Blackfire, which is awesome. We're going to do a whole series to it, um, about what happened. And this guy is not really, he's sort of a bookie type of guy. He's not actually 
real like Damon his opposite Damon Blackfire is is really stunning you know athletic and what have you this guy's a little bit more more bookish they even say he has like a pudgy like stomach and things like that yeah uh, which is kind of funny um so so anyways um let's see the the king became known as Darren the Good by the small folk and um various various lords so I think he's an easygoing um guy i mean he he seems to get along with the people he obviously got darren the good um he's he's got that title for a reason now i think it's really interesting that he you had half of the kingdom essentially split during this this first rebellion so the second rebellion is kind of a joke but the first one is it does divide the kingdom and so the fact that he kept everyone kind of together and still comes out with the title you know darren the good is pretty i think impressive um, and then he had, uh, let's see, let's look at his sons here. So he had Baylor. Um, he had a son named Baylor. He had a son named Ares. Um, is it Regal? Yeah. Okay. He had a son named Regal, and he had a son named Makar. Um, and so he had, yeah, just those four sons. Um, he is married to a Martel, which is interesting. So we have that Dornish connection there. And we're going to kind of go through his sons and basically, you know, kind of talk about how, um, what their what their reign was like, how long it was, or maybe some of the big moments. Uh, like I said, we're not going to spend a lot of time on those because those are would be real in depth episodes, for a little, like six hours. Yeah, and it's, this is already going to be a long podcast. So, um, but let's start with Baylor uh, Breakspear. We were I was going to do just the kings that Egg lived under, but I really I think the only ones you have to worry about are are the uncles, his brothers, or right. his, yeah, his, his, his father's... Or D- Darren's sons. Darren's sons, yeah. Or his father, Egg's father's brothers. So the the oldest brother is Baylor. And when we're reading the Hedge Knight series, really interesting, right out the gate, um, we get to meet the Hand of the King, um, the one, a Targaryen prince, uh, Baylor Breakspear. And you get to learn a little bit about his role in the... Um, He's a pretty epic guy, actually, and yeah. he kind of goes, you know, he, he's he's one of the heroes of the first Blackfire Rebellion, which is really cool. So anyways, um, so they're at this, um, the Tourney of Ashford, and this is where Dunk, enter Dunk, the Hedge Knight, who we love, we love Hedge Knights, he ends up um, stumbling into this tournament and... Gets himself in a pickle. We're not going to go over all that. If you want to check that out, go listen, listen to, to our, our, our lit podcast, review. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Baylor ends up uh, entering a tournament called um, uh, a trial of the the uh, what's it called? Trial of seven. Trial of seven. Yeah. Yeah, which is trial by combat, but it's seven on seven. Yeah, which is pretty sick. And they said it's sort of an ancient sort of tradition thing. It's not used very often. We see Trial by Combat in the original series, but this Trial by Seven is really kind of cool, and I thought. actually, because it's Trial by Seven, rather than just one-on-one combat, a lot of this stuff is what gets jacked up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Actually, the events, the events of the Hedge Knight actually play a very significant role in uh, the, the history of Westeros. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unbelievable, really. Um, a lot of people even blame that Tourney of Ashford, like the, the catastrophe. What happens there is basically Makar is on one side trying to defend his son Arian, um, and Dunk is without a defense but gets some good honorable knights around him, and Baylor sees right through. He knows Arian's kind of a hothead, and was like, you know what? He's. Ca- I don't think he was worried for his life at all, really, because he's yeah, like, because he said, because there were Kingsguard on Makor and um, Arian's, Arian's side. Yeah. And he said, well, they're not even allowed to touch me. 
Right. Yeah. So he yeah. was really just trying to even the odds here. And yeah. was, you know, but long story short, as what happens in the in this fight. Yeah, in this fight. So so Makar ends up um, he ends up taking a mace and basically hitting his brother, uh, knocking him off of his horse or something. Yeah, I think, and um, he just meant to kind of hit him in the head for the fans. Well, he meant to just sort of like. No, I think if he knocked him off of his horse, then Baylor could leave his king's guard alone because he realized right away. Oh, okay. He's like, I see. Uh, my brother is going to use his. You know, he's the hand of the king. And he knows my. He's going to pick off my the, the king's guard uh, one by yeah, one. But, I'll go take him and knock him off his horse, and then we'll yeah, get back. It, and we'll it kill was. Him. It was meant to. It was meant to be not like a. No, it wasn't it was actually not trying a to kill him. Blow. Yeah. No, it was supposed to be just a. I'm just going to knock him and and make our knows it was him that hit him on the head knows that later on but he's like i didn't think it was that serious you know what i mean he really did not think that he hit him that hard or it hit him in such a way that it would do that i guess you know what i'm saying but in the heat of battle it's sort of like you know adrenaline's flowing and, and what have you so so anyway so Baylor dies there and um then you have something called so he has sons so when darren the second dies let's let me slip back over here real quick does it say let me see Darren the second has Darren the second has four sons, I guess. Right, but so Darren the second dies um, the next year. He, he so he dies in this in this great spring sickness. So this we'll trial of the seven, or yeah, yeah, we'll took, get, we'll took get a lot to of it. people. <laughs> yeah, but in in Ashford, the tourney at Ashford, when Egg and Dunk are there, Darren the second is still reigning. Well, it's just that very next spring that he dies. So first, Baylor dies. His first his first son dies in that tourney. And then next, Darren the second dies um, in the sickness. Um, so you would think then the eldest um, son of the eldest son, Balor, right? So Valar um, would, and then you have an I can't even say his other son's name, but Valar was actually at the tourney of Ashford um, and actually speaks to Dunk and was sort of just yep. like kind of says, you know, how is it that you know a prince, you know, was t- the gods took a prince and left a hedge knight, you know, right? What? Why? Why? That doesn't make sense. You know. We still then, don't know. We still don't know. And Valar ends up. Um, he ends up dying in the sickness as, uh, along with his brother. So when um, when all that sickness is over and all that is done, Ares the first, Darren's second-born son, ascends to the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Darren dies in the spring sickness. So it takes us to Ares. Ares the first. Um, so Ares the first reign is from 209 to 221. Um, some of these dates are kind of hard to follow. Um, I think the main series is what as when are when is when are we about in the main series? Do you know? Right now, uh, in the main it's series, a, like I think 300. Two, I think two is it 200, 280 is about Robert's rebellion. Yeah, and I think we're we're 280. Okay, so yeah, we're we're around. I remember it being in the 300s when I would look at it. So it was 300 something AC. Yeah, because I yeah. think it's I think it's 280, and then you know John Snow and all these people are on 20 ish. So I think mm-hmm. it's around 300 is where we're at now. Yeah. So you're talking not crazy long actually before. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones, because we know that Aegon, yeah, Egg, Egg is would be the grandfather to, um, he's the grandfather of the like, Mad King, the Mad King, yeah. Is that right? I'd have to check. I think it is. Um, that always throws me when you ask that question. I always have to go look it up. Anyway, um, so Ares the first, um, it's kind of a taller, lanky, bookish guy. 
Um, that, that's what mostly if you uh, on like the Game of Thrones or the A Song of Ice and Fire wiki I have quotes about what people have said about him in the books and stuff. That's pretty much what everyone says. Um, there's actually a quote from Victorian Greyjoy, which is kind of interesting. Um, he's talking about an older iron, an older uh, like king, I guess, of the Iron Islands. Um, he's saying during his day. Um, and then he, I think, just references what was going on with the Seven Kingdoms, and he's talking about Ares the First, saying he just wanted to sit in his like castle and read books while across the sea, all these bastards were planning his execution, talking about the Blackfire rebellions. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Which um, is, oh, go ahead. And, and I think it is, you know, at the so the hand of the king is important. It is Blood uh, Raven. Blood Raven. Blood yeah. Raven. Yeah, Brandon okay. Rivers, Blood Raven, who is a bastard of. Egg on the fourth. Egg on the fourth. Yeah. So they must be around the same age, though. Uh, I'd have to look into that. Who on, on who, is old, who is old? Because because you have Damon and you've you've got Damon Blackfire and then you've got Brendan Rivers and, and you've got yeah. Bittersteel. It's, yeah, the, it's all slew so, of bastards. There's so many people. Yeah. Um. But so essentially, um, Ares the first becomes king. Um. Two hundred nine AC. Um. He's really only king for about eleven years. Really. Uh. Not really a lot happens in terms of like great achievements or anything like that. It's mostly kind of dealing with these Blackfire rebellions um, that are going on. And uh, actually it doesn't say how he dies. Yeah. Kind of interesting. It just says that, that he dies yeah, and that. dies in 221. Um, but during that, during that time, um, Ares brother. So we're kind of, we're going to go back and forth here a little bit. Ragel. So this is the other brother. So we have, mm-hmm. um, Baylor, Baylor, mm-hmm. Ares, Ragel, and Makar. These are all dunk, or all excuse These, me, all eggs, all eggs, uncles. uncles. Yeah, um, Ragel Targaryen, who was the third son of Darren. Um, they say he was kind of a sickly kind of a guy. Um, just says he dies choking on a pie. Jeez, it's really about all we have on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he had a son. He had a son who just it just says he dies. He just. He just he didn't outlive him. That's really all it says. Um, so not much about Ragel, but during Ares' reign, Ragel dies. So that means that next in line is Maker Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to throw a few interesting facts about you know Baylor and Makar um, because those were the two. Th- those seem to be the two brothers who were big heroes in the war in the in the first Blackfire Rebellion, which is interesting. So. So Makar then ascends to um, uh, the throne. He was the 14th Targaryen to sit on the Iron Throne. Uh, he's the fourth son of Darren II. Um, let's see. So he is actually, and oftentimes in the, in the Hedge Knight series, we hear a place called Summerhall, right? And so that's actually where Makar is at. They say he's there sulking. He's, he's a kinslayer because he killed his brother, and that's why... The drought is happening, and all these different things are happening in the books, and it's just kind of like, well, you know. And he seems kind of in the first. Didn't you get the vibe that he was a little bit like a, a kind of a gruff, yeah, rough type of guy? You yeah. Know? If I were to if if I were to kind of compare him to somebody that we see in the main series, mm-hmm. he kind of sounds like a Stannis Baratheon yeah. to yep. me. Yep, he does me too. And I was actually I was going to say that that's uh, just his demeanor and things. And I think he he really respects what. Uh, Dunk says about um, his eldest son, Arian, when he says, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's saying, um, excuse me, Makar is, is, is 
wondering whether Dunk can handle his youngest son, Egg, and he's talking about, you know, where is he going to sleep? What are you guys going to do? He's like, well, we'll sleep under the elm tree. We'll sleep under by the hedges. We'll what have you. And he's just like, he's a prince, you know. Um, you can't do that. And then he's and then Dunk challenges him and says, well, look at Arian. You know, what good did sleeping in soft beds and you know being pampered do for him? You know, and and Maker is kind of like, yeah, my my his eldest son is a spoiled brat and it's just kind of he's just a little crazy, you know. So. Um, so he respects that. Um, let's see. So he was a capable army commander. Um, he served in two of the Blackfire rebellions, and this is really interesting. He's actually the what they call like the shield, or his 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 uh, formation held up against Bittersteel's um, crazy attack, where he was just really trying to everything he could. He was just through everything that uh, that he could at Makar. And Makar held and Baylor Breakspear was basically able to come up from the south and um and help sort of topple um bitter steel on those guys in a sense. So which was really interesting. So they're both capable um commanders and what have you. So um so let's see he during his reign, so after Ares' death, um he took the Iron Throne. Now now Ares didn't have any children. Did we, did we talk about that at all a little bit? Yeah, uh, because he didn't. Uh, he's just studied. He didn't want. He didn't want to do it. He was married, I think, wasn't he? He was married. Yeah. All the quotes about him just say that he he'd rather take a book to bed than yeah, take his wife right. to bed. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what that's, I wanted to hear you say. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 pretty much all there. Yeah. All there is on him. I think really the only thing kind of exciting about Ares Targaryen is that he's the namesake of Ares the second. Okay. Like other than that, there's right. really not a, yeah not a whole lot to him. Right. Okay. Um, so Makar's reign um, kind of comes up between the two Blackfire rebellions. Um, it's overall uh, fairly peaceful, so uh, that's good. He has um, looks like just just in reading here, like because we haven't got yet to that in the Hedge Knight series, and if that is in a World of Ice and Fire, Matt and I haven't got there yet. So we're kind of just scooping around on the wiki going based off of what we had learned in the Hedge Knight series mm-hmm. and in a world of ice and um ice and fire. So um I've gotten that far. Um but we're go we're doing like a reread of that. I went back to the beginning with Matt and Tom. Right. And I think that's coming out in like two weeks where we started that. Yep. We're kind of ahead. Yeah, we're so, ahead on that series on that. Um, so which is good. Um so let's see. So um okay make our what does he do here? During oh during his reign, just kind of talking about this. Actually, this is interesting. I need a chance to look and see how he dies. Um, oh, how Makar dies? Yeah, it was during a it was during a rebellion, right? But it wasn't it wasn't a Blackfire rebellion, though, was it? I believe, or no, it was the Peak uh, Rebellion, Gorman Peak. Ah, uh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Which we said that earlier. Kind of comes from that. a Blackfire rebellion because the Peaks. Were, yeah, because you know, Gorman that. Peak was the guy in what was that? The Mystery Night that we were reading. Mm-hmm. Um, his his shield or whatever his coat of arms is was it in an orange field with like three black castles. Yep. Okay. And then they and then they uh, Dunk had said. Dunk or somebody had said something about like, well, they don't even have those many castles because pe- the peaks had sided with the Blackfires, and then when they were kind of it was put down, they lost some of their castles. Okay, okay, okay. Um, interesting. Um, interesting note here. Like, so we had all those those droughts and different things that were happening, and a lot of people think it when when Makar took over too that this was sort of like some, you know, great uh, great summer that had come. We had talked about like the spring sickness it's kind of interesting they mentioned these seasons and and that they last longer like winter sometimes could last 
years. Yeah. You know, it's 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 less like uh like like we think of it as like three months is a season. These things could happen for for a long time. So it was really hot, and and, and everyone kind of thought that maybe it was a uh, like a great summer during his reign. So you can imagine that. Um, let's see. So an interesting. So one of Makar's. So now that we're at Makar, let's talk about his sons. Do you have that list pulled up? Yeah, I do. Um, so Makar has a handful of children, um, mm-hmm. but we're just going to kind of focus on his sons here. So you have Arian, you have Daron. Um, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, Darren. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering if it was pronounced different than the Darren. Nope. Yeah, it was, yeah it's okay, so crazy because he's, he's not Darren the Third or anything. No, he's, he's never just Darren. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So you have Arian, Darren, Amon, um, and then Egg. Egg. Um, and then there's two girls, um, Diella and Ray. Um, so Arian Targaryen is the one who we see in the Hedge Knight, who's kind of a jerk, and he is basically attacking this girl, Tanzel to Tall. Um, and that's kind of where Dunk, Sir Duncan the Tall, um, goes up and kind of roughs him up. Not really. I don't think he really realized it, who it was who it was. I right. mean, Egg kind yeah. of comes and tells him, but I think Dunk just kind of had tunnel vision and was like, "Oh, somebody's attacking her." And so he goes and you know beats him up, and that's actually what starts the tournament in which Baylor Breakspear dies. Yeah, which yeah. kind of sets this whole thing off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so some more interesting stuff about his son. I uh, did forget to mention that he kept Blood Raven on as his hand yeah. of the king. So that's interesting. Even there was actually some tension between the two of them, but yeah, he yeah, kept him Blood on. Raven is also he's the hand of the king during uh, Ares. Yeah. Um. So the um, Aemon. I don't want to forget about Aemon because no, we'll, we'll hit up Aemon. We'll hit up Aemon. Aemon's huge, but you could we could almost do an entire episode on him. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just really interesting. So you have him. He um goes to Old Town, becomes a maester, and things like that, and he actually is summoned by his father to serve. At first, it looks like it's going to be at maybe King's Landing or at the courts there, but then seeing that that might be sort of like displacing the um, Grand Maester because he's related to his, his father, what have you, he decides to go serve his older brother, yeah. um, which is Darren, mm-hmm. uh, who is Prince of Dragonstone. Now, interesting about Darren... We haven't got any any more about him, but he was the one who had the vision, right? Who had those dreams of yeah. that Dunk he's was kind going of a, he's to. A, yeah, he's a drunk. So he kind of has green dreams, or yep. as a green seer, maybe you know. Yeah, he's yeah he yeah, he's a drunk. He's got that gift. Um, yeah, and uh, Darren, uh, you want me to jump in how he di- how he dies, or we want to wait and kind of do that later? That son right now, the one we're talking about, Darren. Yeah, yeah, he was the one with the dreams. Yeah, yeah, he just had the pox, right? Yeah, he yeah because he slept with a a whore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. So, so that's how he dies. And then, um, so you're looking at Egg's brothers. The oldest one is Arian. And so he's still alive. But then you've, Aemon does, he's he's basically, he cannot he, like, become. Like himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Aemon, so I just looked it up. Um, Aemon dies in 300. So we were right about the timeline. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's about 280 when Jon Snow and the Ro- is born. Robert's Rebellion kind of starts. Um, cool. Okay. So. Um, so Aemon can't ascend to the throne because he's he's of the cloth, and so the, so next so after Arian you've got Darren, um, and he we just said he died, and yeah, then so dies. you have to we yeah, jump so over. So he dies. So really, who you go to is Magor, who is Arian's son. Son, yeah. But at the time, Arian's son is about he's an infant, 
So you have Arian's son, who's an infant, and then you have Egg, who is, I think Egg's in his 30s at this time, at this point, they said. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of had a great council, and they chose Egg because they were worried that Magor might become crazy like his dad. Did we say how his dad died? Yeah, his dad dad dies. um, We didn't say it, but we'll say it now. His dad dies drinking wildfire, thinking it'll help him become a dragon. Now, there's not a lot on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that we'll get more in the future because that could, because that actually does play some maybe some implications into the tragedy into the tragedy at Summerhall. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, there's well, there's I a think... lot of theories and speculations about what happens at the tragedy at Summerhall, but there is definitely some connections between Targaryens dying by fire. Well, I I I think this is around the time, and I have to look look into this more. But when a prophecy starts to kind of, you know, they're having dreams and visions and things. These Targaryens mm-hmm. and and so did Rhaegar. And so it's sort of like, I think they're they're all trying to sort of like maybe test themselves or to bring uh, either dragons back or to become the yeah, one true dragon. Yeah, because dragons I mean? have been gone. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's part of this. That could be what Egg gets into. It could be what Arian got into. So something maybe around what that Ares time. Got, maybe, maybe, maybe Ares got into it. It says Ares was a very bookish kind of a person. Right. And we also know that Rhaegar Targaryen yeah. um, was kind of a bookish kind of person until he one day read something and then suddenly decided, I need to start learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and by the way, guys, if you're listening here and, and you're, you know, um, we're going to do a more in-depth series on this. This is just our first sort of like this is a brief overview run through. We just sat down. It's for late on a Friday. And we're just like, let's look this stuff up. Let's just start talking. As we looked it up, we're like, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um. So sorry if we're missing some of the details or getting things a little bit skewed. Hit us up though on Facebook and let us know our our, yeah. our mistakes, and we will correct them in the next episode. So, um. But so far, I think we're doing all right. Um. Let's see. So then, yeah, yeah, that gets us to egg, right? Yeah. Um, we we went over so no so Darren does doesn't have any sons, right? So the Darren second son does does he? Oh, I think he has a daughter actually. Excuse a daughter. Me. Okay, pull it up here. That's the other thing yeah, too. Prince Viella Targaryen um died in two thirty three. Okay. Oh no, excuse me. Um, it was Viella's claimed the Iron Throne was considered but dismissed immediately. Okay, really? So that's all it says. That's it. Is she's that's it? His daughter. The daughter. Okay, that's cool. all we know. Yeah, that makes sense, and that's fine. They weren't ready for that yet. I don't think. Anyways, okay. So I think that's. Gosh, there's so much that we could go back and, and and talk about because you've got all the different like marriages and and the different things that were happening. Um, you know, it's actually before Darren the Second, it gets really interesting. So Darren the Good, who was the grandfather to all of these um, folks that we're talking to, Egg, anyways. Um, and the father to the to his four uncles. Um, there's some really interesting tales here, but this is pretty straightforward from Darren the second on down, um, and how his is sort of the the spring sickness causes a lot of problems. The tourney at Ashford causes some problems, and these Blackfire rebellions. Um, and like I said with Makar, I didn't really get a chance to touch on it, but I think Matt said it. It's just that he was killed in that peak um, uprising. So, which is. We haven't heard. I haven't heard much about it. I think that might be in a world of ice and fire. I don't know. Um, trying to go back through and, and actually get into the source material of all of this. So yeah. Um, sometimes if you go listen to our our other lit review talks, we try to keep these little segments on Second Breakfast a little bit shorter. Um, so I was trying to figure out how do we trim this down because 
like you're right. I, I start talking about the Tourney of Ashford, and I want to just retell you the whole, you know, whole damn thing because it's so good. But um, can't do that. So it's okay. But yeah, what you got anything else? Just um Uh no, I mean, like I said, this is kind of a brief overview. There's so much that we're kind of diving into here because we're trying to just expand the world. We're trying to wrap our heads around it too. It's because right, because we're as we said before with our Game of Thrones stuff, we're in this really interesting position right now where it's just I cannot I can't think of a time when the movie or the show has been out before the books. Uh-huh. And so we don't know what happens. So unlike, you know, like, say, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, where we just get to go read the book. OK, how are they going to do it now? It's kind of like, well, we have to find source material and think about what they're actually going to do. Gotcha. Right. So it's kind of cool to go back and look at all this stuff, because oddly enough, it does all connect. And yeah. we saw in the last season of Game of Thrones where we got the vision of um uh, Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, mm-hmm. and we got some visions of the a couple seasons ago of the Night's Watch mm-hmm. and stuff. So, what other visions are we going to get? Mm-hmm. What do these references come to? And it all comes from you yeah. know, all this stuff, all the source materials. So. If and another interesting thing that you have to kind of wrap your mind around is when you go back and look at the original series and you look at all the people who made um, connections or claims to the throne or or knowing someone or being related or married into this Targaryen family somehow, or what have you. It is interesting, because if you we didn't mention their spouses, or a lot of times they're taking sister wives and things like that. Yeah, but a lot of um, times they marry, uh, like the Baratheons have a lot of claim, because a lot of the Bra- yeah. a, a lot of uh, Baratheons have married into the Targaryen family line. Yeah, and even if it's not someone who thinks that they're, a lot of these Targaryens too, like even Egg, who, Egg the Unlikely, thinks he's not going to ascend to the throne, he marries for love. You know, yep. and he doesn't even consider his sisters, and it's just that funny little bit of foreshadowing in in um, the Hedge Knight series where his sisters were trying to put like a love potion in his drink, you know, because they wanted to be the queen, you know, just in, just in case Egg ever became, you know, um, king, you know, it's just kind of funny. So yeah, um, things like that are are really interesting to to think about and touch on. Um, other things that oh one big thing that I think we we'll need to go back into and, and look at is and I started with in the beginning but I got a little confused and I was trying to figure out in my mind when and where this happened was the Dornish sort of um, kingdom and how it how they how they um, sort of came to sort of a peace or a treaty or what have you or they brought they were brought in I guess and and that how that marriage took place because that is when you look at sort of the the peak uprising and some of the Dornish, this is says, um, just, just where that happened, where they were fighting there. And then the different things that happened between the Dornish and the Targaryens. It's just really interesting to me. Oh, I, I don't really know yeah. what all happened there. Um, so yeah, we'll have to get into that. Um, a really another, another a plug for another podcast. If you're, if you're listening here, uh, check out, um, a history of Westeros. I've been listening to them for, for some time now. And, they're great. They're they're pretty thorough. They they are a lot more scripted than Matt and I are. We have no script in front of us. We just we have an, we, we have, pull up uh, we have links and resources. Yeah, and we have an the book. We say, hey, this, w- these are the five topics we want to talk about. Go go. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's the way we do it. But so anyways, I think I think that's pretty much it, buddy. Right. Yep, that's about it. Um, for the rest of our show, we have. Uh, we get some Dragon Ball Super news. We are doing Stranger Things Season 2 predictions. You may uh, have listened to what we have, our Star Wars 
thing uh, on Rebel Watch because we kind of did a cross episode this week on that. And uh, yeah, so if you're coming here from there, this is our show. Hey guys, welcome back to uh, Second Breakfast. We are now, um, <clears throat> we're talking about Dragon Ball Super episode 111, Hit versus Jiren. Yeah, and it was, uh, we just, we literally, literally I just literally watched just watched it. Madison watched it, it for several times. Time. Um, but, because uh, last week we had... Last week was the special. So yeah. the two episodes, uh, we saw Goku versus Jiren, we saw the Spirit Bomb, we saw Ultra Instinct... We saw Goku lose, and it ends with uh, Frieza standing over Goku saying, do you remember Planet Namek? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how this episode And opens. I don't, but yeah. Matt does. So that's how this episode opens. So to refresh people's memories, or to tell you if you ha- hadn't watched Z and you've just been watching Super, so Goku fights Frieza on Planet Namek in a battle that's like roughly five minutes, um, but in Dragon Ball Z it's like 40 episodes. And um, what ends up happening is Namek, to make a very long story short, Namek is exploding. It's getting ready to explode. Goku essentially beats Frieza. Um, Frieza kind of cuts himself in half. He does this, like, destructo disc technique that uh, Krillin uses. Um, Wait a second. Krillin? Yeah. (laughs) So Krillin has this technique called destructo disc where he makes this, like, disc of energy and it'll, like, cut through stuff. Anyway, Frieza essentially uses this attack. Um, and to make a long story short, Goku ends up, it ends up coming back around and hitting Frieza, slicing Frieza in half. Um, so Frieza is like beaten, um, beaten down. He's going to not, I don't know if he's going to die, but the planet's getting ready to explode. And Goku, a super, just turned super Saiyan during this battle. Goku offers Frieza some energy so he can try and find a way off the planet. Um, Goku gives Frieza some energy. Frieza then, um, you know, gets into like a prideful rage. Tries to shoot Goku. Goku turns around and blasts him and says, like, mm-hmm. you fool, blast him. Um, but anyway, that's kind of what they were referencing, too. Um, they both end up making it out. Um, whatever. Yeah. So now where we're at. But they were trying to make it look like um, at the end of the episode. Like Frieza was going to kill Goku. Right. Because right. remember okay. the episode before we saw, um, <clears throat> before the special was when Frieza was fighting Frost mm-hmm. and he started attacking Gohan. Yeah. Air quotes attacking. Yeah. Gohan. Um, so anyway, so there was, I guess you could kind of believe it. So it starts off and then Frieza does this huge blast on Goku, gives him some energy. Goku can kind of move around. Frieza says the gods were all talking about that thing you were doing. Apparently it's called ultra instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you around because I don't want to fight that Jiren guy, mm-hmm. which is smart for Frieza. Yeah. Um, Cause and uh, Frieza thinks, I, you know, I don't want to be in the way. So that's kind of that. And then we kind of move on and we kind of see um, we see Hit, who had attacked Jiren at the end of the Super, of the Super, Dragon Ball Super Special. Um, and Hit and Jiren are going at it. Right. So, as I think was kind of surprised how well Hit was doing. 
Yeah, I mean, I was surprised because I, I get that they're even that they're you know hit is what the equivalent of hit's probably the you see that's the thing some a lot of these guys like hit isn't somebody who necessarily powers up like he doesn't like stand there and mm-hmm. transform like Goku um, during the tournament when we see Goku fight. Um, Hit, we, we learn that Hit kind of develops during battle. Like, he mm-hmm. becomes a lot better through battle. Um, I think a lot of these people, like, just never train. Like, Frieza only ever trained once. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was to get ready to fight Goku at the beginning of Dragon Ball Super. He yeah. just never needed to. A lot of these guys are prodigies. They're born, like, super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. So I think Hit's probably the same, where Hit never really had to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, anyway, so we know Hit powers up through battle so hit goes um we saw him fight dispo he did well towards the end mm-hmm. um when goku kind of turned super saiyan god got in there and helped him fight dispo a little bit there um so hits going at jiren he's using the time skip and they're going i'd say not toe to toe but hits at least able to keep up with jiren yeah um and i think what i was what i was thinking or or getting to is that when you first watch it, yeah, that's that's the whole piece is that right, they don't power up, etc. But what so power levels. Power level, yeah, is yeah. is hit is is he close to Super Saiyan Blue? I then? would say hit at this right when he's fighting Jiren, I would say hit because we know hit kind of got a little bit better when he was fighting Dispo. Um if you remember, mm-hmm. he was he said that like, Oh, I've already developed my time skip a little bit more and now he's making Dispo kind of question mm-hmm. whether it was the time skip or not if he was mm-hmm. he's talking about the vibrations in his yeah. body um, so I would say I think Hit is somewhere around Goku's Super Saiyan Blue mm-hmm. um, because during the tournament Goku has to go Super Saiyan Blue Kaoken times 10 to stand like toe to toe with Hit well I re- remember when um, okay so when that's when Goku's going against Hit you said yeah, in the Universe Six tournament, that was a long time ago. Right, and then at this point, yeah, doesn't in, in that tournament doesn't hit beat go power power up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does there. He like tries. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, I'll scream too. He powers up, but I think right. it's it's more or less. It's like you got to think hits more of just a guy like his base is very very strong, and that's kind of about where he right. Is. So he was fighting. What I'm saying is like yeah, in his base because in in Goku's base, pff, punched him in the chin, did nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. So. So yeah, so like I was just wondering where his power level power is scaling. because yeah, I was, and my question was is, is how then is hit making exactly. Jiren move like this? It makes you think almost like that it's just crazy how much more Goku has to do to even get to you know hit's base level. Mm-hmm. It's like what I mean, you know? Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing. I mean, it's a lot of it's also just storytelling. Um, oh, it's great. I mean, I think yeah, it's fine, but that's but that's kind of the thing. That's kind of the the thing about the Saiyans, right, is that everybody kind of has their own different powers. The Saiyans get powers mostly through transformations, right? Mm-hmm. Super Saiyan, the super different Super Saiyan grades, and we want them to be at their most powerful because if it was just Goku at base, you'd be like, well, he can go Super Saiyan and all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. to make it seem equivalent, they would always have to be, they're always going to have to be in some sort of transformed state fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Goku at blue and hit around the same Um yeah, here's a question. Remember when Jiren was blocking Goku with his finger? Yep. And what was, level was? That was Super Saiyan God. That was red. Super Saiyan God red. So, okay, so my point <laughs> is sort of like, so so Jiren had to block Hit. Like, I mean, he was throwing punches and Hit was blocking his punches. Yep. And Hit is throwing punches and Jiren is having to move not just a finger, 
but he's having to move move around, around right to block. I think also some of the things you're gonna you're gonna have to think about is um it's just difference I think um because time skip is a different kind of a thing right like Jiren's able to block Goku with his finger one because of power but two also because he's standing there throwing punches at him mm-hmm. um and we see when Goku goes ultra instinct he not only he actually like damages Jiren, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we don't know. We have no idea how strong Ultra Instinct is compared to Super Saiyan Blue mm-hmm. um, or Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. Um, so, but let's just let's say let's say for example, because when Goku was in Super Kaioken twenty, mm-hmm. um, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken twenty against Jiren, um, he was. I mean, they were going toe to toe, and he at least seemed like he like. I would say Super Saiyan Kaioken. Jesus, the, the things we I have know. to say. Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue, Kaioken Twenty, right? Um, Goku, I would say Goku and Hit at this point right now, mm-hmm. and that's probably where Hit is. That's what I was about to say. Is it looked yeah. like it looked like that was about the only time where yeah the fighting looked or similar. Maybe or maybe Hit's a little. I mean, let's just say at Super Saiyan at Super Saiyan Kaioken times twenty. Let's just say because I think. The people who listen to us are going to be like, oh, there's Goku's stronger than Hit. Even if he is stronger than Hit, they're somewhere close. Mm-hmm. And the difference, though, is that let's say it's Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Kaioken times 20. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goku is able to actually damage Hit, um, Jiren. Okay. Yeah. Let's say he's able to damage Jiren. Um, I think I said Hit a bunch there. So let me just correct that. When I was saying when Goku is fighting Hit, when Goku is fighting Jiren, mm-hmm. He was able to. I would let's say he was able to damage Jiren during that fight. So if Hit is around that level, because he can use time skip, it's totally different, right? Because it's not you're just standing there fighting somebody. It's you're using these attacks, which now are coming out of nowhere as opposed to straightforward fighting. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a lot of the reason as to why Jiren was getting pushed around by hit it's Let because me. it's because it's not just it's not if i if i'm punching you uh-huh. when we're sitting right next to each other you see it but mm-hmm. if you're worried about somebody punching you behind the head okay now you're like you know mm-hmm. using the force in star wars and you know you're mm-hmm. trying to feel all around yep. you. i'm just gonna counter because i'm one of those you know i'm not a <laughs> yeah. i'm not a uh traditionalist purist right. i'm like think outside the box well not really i just sort of like yeah. when i ask questions it might seem like what is why is Ed asking that well it's because hey it's i okay. just barely dabble in this and i look at what i see on the screen so what it looked like to me and i could be completely wrong and you're like well i can't believe you just said that so hit when he had done his final sort of like thing there or whatever when he like held yeah he held he, he when, we haven't got even got to that we haven't yet, got so, to that yeah, yeah but like i guess even before that I get what you're saying is that like okay, okay, Jiren has to kind of worry about oh he's gonna slip behind me and what have you, okay. But when they are just straight on fighting, it just looks it, right that straight on you know like you said you and I are straight yep. across from this table and and even though before he did time skip, but even before the first time he did it they're just right there fighting and it's like well that is go ahead and say it for me super. Uh, saying or Super Kaioken times twenty. Yeah, times Super 20. Saiyan Blue Kaioken times twenty. Right. Yeah. That looked like the same style when right. it was just straight on. Yeah. Now, and I, I get the idea that like, okay, well, all of a sudden he time skips, so now maybe yeah. Jiren's moving around. But when 
they were punching, and it wasn't like he was hitting right. Jiren and knocking Jiren around. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because every time he time skipped, you know, Jiren nailed him. Yeah, you know? it looks like it. Well, he did hit him when he hit him with. We'll we'll just get to it. So basically, what ends up happening is we'll just we'll just we'll finish out the summary of the episode, then we'll go back. Okay. Um. So basically, what ends up happening is they keep saying, "Why is uh, Jiren?" Even says, "Why are you doing this? This isn't working." And basically, hit I think is trying to find the right moment. He hits him with like the this attack which basically locks Jiren in like a moment of time mm-hmm. he ends up holding him in this moment of time um, and then we see like Kale, Khalifa and Kaba and everybody's saying oh man maybe they can hold him till the end mm-hmm. um, and then basically Hit's going to charge up one last attack he flies at, at um, Jiren and then Jiren kind of breaks out and essentially knocks Jiren he eliminates Jiren or Hit or hit, excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And like, oh, Jiren. There's oh. there's yeah. so many people right now. There's so yeah. many people in this episode. So many, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Kaioken times twenty. You right. Know, exactly. Going on, but um, so yeah, so Hit is eliminated. We see Champa actually kind of give him say, "Hey, good job," which is right. a big, huge thing for yeah. Champa. We already saw that with Beerus, right, towards Roshi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, hey, the everything kind of changes to green. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Jiren sit there and start meditating, saying, nobody can beat me. It's halftime. Yeah, it's halftime. Starts meditating, nobody can beat me. We see, like, the robot and, like, the superhero guy from, I think, Universe 4 kind of charge him. Mm-hmm. Then he gets knocked back out. And basically, they say... They're not good. They're not worthy. They're yeah. not worthy. They're not worthy. That energy field that's around him, yep. if you can't get through that... Yeah, and then Goku, and then Goku you know. is watching the fight, and he says, "So I'm not, I'm not worth your time in this state." So go, we all know Goku's totally gonna go back into that state. We know Goku is totally gonna fight Jiren. What ends mm-hmm. up happening doesn't matter. But okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to the hit fight now that we kind of run through the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think as that it's plausible? Um, Jiren did just fight. Jiren did just fight Goku mm-hmm. and then hit charges them. So mm-hmm. do you think Jiren was at all slightly tired? I mean, he took Super mm-hmm. Saiyan Blue. He took he took like he I mean, he blocked a spirit bomb. I, I mean, I know he blocked it back with his eyes, which I want to talk about his eyes mm-hmm. at some yeah. point here for yeah. a second. Do you think that they're just saying Jiren's like, oh, he pushed it back with his glare as in he's so powerful. He can do things with his eyes. Or do you think there's something about his eyes? That gives I'm kind of starting to think it's something like because they keep showing his eyes like like if you watch when you saw like kind of like the golden flash over the yeah and part of me is like well it's just they want to push his power but like if you watch this tournament they keep specifically showing like Jiren's eyes Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think hey maybe there's something about them yeah like like that like like odd weird thing okay whatever it may be because like even when you first just see Jiren at the end there meditating and sort of got this red kind of glow around him well you don't see until somebody attacks him that invisible force field around him right right so there is invisible nature to the to this power to where he's just glaring at something and he's using his energy or his whatever it is you know his his key to sort of like push back on things so I think that's really what it is it's just that he's whether I think really he's just manipulating his that energy, that force around him, that key, by like he's directing it with his eyes when he needs yeah. to. That's really all I think it kind of yeah. is. But could be more. Yeah. I mean, there could be more to it because you're right. It does seem kind of kind of interesting. But I will say you're starting to talk about it. Could it be that Jiren is a little more tired after fighting? Because yeah, they, they said like, "Hey, Jiren, like save your strength." 
They said mm-hmm. that like in another episode. It's like we saw Jiren knock out the, uh, the liquid guy from whatever mm-hmm. universe with like the air. If if Jiren is so strong, why isn't he just going around wrecking people? Well, I think maybe it could be something like like these guys, sort of like what, when Goku gets in these really powerful states. Like they, you, you burn out so quick. Maybe. So do you think Jiren is? He's doing. He's. Oh, I just think. Um, there's a lot more to Jiren. There's a lot more to no Jiren. Idea. Yeah, that we have no clue. There's something about him that that they need to be careful with. It's like he's super hard, super powerful, but there could be a fragile nature or flaw to him yeah, now we that we see, don't know about yeah. that they're protecting him from. We did see, again, a lot of the gods um, being like, wow, his, he's on another level. Oh, my, that was one thing I was going to talk about. We'll get there in the, right now. The gods look so scared. And, yeah. and the angels, just kind of like, wow, it's pretty powerful. Well, we know that we know that so the angels I are. Mean, we know that the angels are a lot more powerful than than the gods. Yeah. So I'm could just, he be like a fallen angel? Because we know that gods can be removed from gods of destruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he formerly a god of destruction? Was he formerly an angel? We don't know. Yeah, I do not know. It, he's, what he's would you one, give this episode as? Um, uh, this was solid. I don't know. I mean, I, every episode I've seen so far has been like above an eight, eight out of ten. You yeah. know. All of them. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, I mean, it, you started, there was nothing you really wrong with this. You started like 10 episodes or 11 episodes ago? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um I'm trying to think. We had gone back and watched a few. It's not just the ones yeah. we've podcasted about, but we've I've gone back and watched a few in some of the movies yeah. and different things. But yeah, so far, I mean. Every week I like to ask guys how, how, how Dragon Ball is going. I think it's great. I love the little, what are the names, the Zeno. gods? Oh my Zeno, god! Like the grand god of everything, they're hilarious. They are hilarious. You know, oh Jiren, he's powerful. You know, like, oh my gosh, they they kill me. Um, there was something else. Was, oh, just about th- this topic. Yeah, is it that d- does Hit look like he's taking on Jiren a little bit more so than Goku? People are probably like, did it look like that? No, it didn't look like that. I, mean, I think I thought Hit. Did a great job. I thought oh, he, he was, still, you know, but like his, I thought his one attack with the time, you know, time freezing yeah. him or whatever. Oh, right, I thought that took more out of uh, out of Jiren than anything Goku did. Yeah, I mean, Goku through. Go, remember when Goku said, "I may not get enough time I'm to charge with the looks. spirit bomb," and Jiren said, "I'll Do wait. It. Go for it." Yeah, and then it was after that he goes to Ultra Instinct. But I'm even thinking when he was in Ultra Instinct, yeah, he cuts him. Um, which is interesting, but it looked like you watch Jiren's eyes, and I'm all about just basic. All I can do is just go off of what I see on the screen, yeah. and and his eyes are getting wide, and he seems to be reacting. Well, remember, Goku does knee him once hard. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it just felt like it took, like this fight might have took more out of him yeah. than the other fight. But the combination of the two fights, yeah, he's got to go into meditation. Yeah. And, I will and, say and, this: I'm kind of surprised that Hit got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Hit, Me too. I thought someone was going to jump in and save him when he was. Because Hit is Hit is a really big fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people really like him. So now I'm really interested where they're going to go because, I mean, I would say Hit's probably. I mean, if Jiren's number one in mm-hmm. the tournament, I'd say Goku's probably number two, and then Goku Vegeta. I mean, I think I think Goku Vegeta. You always, I always kind of consider them like about the same. I mean, there are instances where Vegeta's stronger. There's instances where Goku's stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I would say Hit, and then I'd probably say f- maybe Frieza. 
and then mm-hmm. like the rest of the list begins. I mean, Topo's up there, mm-hmm. um, Dispo, but so Hit's gone. I mean, that does not look good for Universe Six, right? At no. all. Can I tell you what I think might be happening? Um, it, you know, it's just is coming out of left field. You'll probably say yeah, again, yeah. but they're great I, because I think because all the actually, I what I really what I really like is that it's it's the opinion of someone who's not super familiar with the series. So I don't have it's, any. It's yeah. So you're. I have so no. It's not so. It's it's not like whoa. We kind of know. Maybe no. Yeah. Now yeah. what would have been crazy? I did know enough to say like let's say I saw this son of a gun when when uh, Krillin was still involved, and I would have told you out the gate that <laughs> what is his purpose in this. I I knew out the as, gate that as Krillin is, as is, as is realized. I'm not a fan of. Krillin. He's not a Krillin fan. I like his commentary. And I think that's great. That's what he's there for. Just wait till we go Peanut back Gallery. and start watching Dragon Ball and Krillin was like... It's a big deal. When Krillin... Well when, Christmas. well, when Krillin and Goku are training when they're kids with Roshi, like, <laughs> Krillin, like, cheats and he, wait. like, tries to like, oh, get does Goku it? in trouble and all this stuff. Wait, wait. Yeah. What's the movie where, where like, Krillin did something? Oh, uh, <laughs> That was like, it was wait, um, what? It was the first movie, Garlic Jr. Okay, Garlic Jr., which we haven't reviewed that yeah, yet. Yeah, we need but, to review it, yeah. Uh, yeah, Krillin does something and I was just like, wait, Krillin... What? <laughs> you know, it's okay. You think Krillin's bad? Wait to hear about this guy called Yamcha. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, so what I was gonna say is, I think Hit now is a part of the Peanut Gallery, and he can probably tell us things. Like he's gonna be someone else who can talk more about mm-hmm. time skip and how you can t- ways you can manipulate that almost other world that he's in or whatever. Because yeah. I think that's what's always cool about. When new things happen, you need the experts in the stands to kind of like, here's what's happening. Yeah. For you to go to another level or do things differently or what have you. Yeah. So I know they're going to flash over to him and he's going to have some revelation um, that he's something maybe even that he learned about Jiren yeah. in the next fight. It's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. But so yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I want to know, you, we were talking about this before we came in here, your thoughts on what's it take to beat Jiren? What does it take to beat Jiren? What so, does it take? I mean, only, I mean, it it all depends on what ends up happening. If you're coach, you're coaching Universe 7. If I were coaching Universe 7, I would say something that is going to, people might get upset here. Because it is not technically canon. Okay. Because the movies and Dragon Ball GT are not canon. Okay. But I um, would venture to say. Mm-hmm. Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta, and again, I am not somebody where I'm big on all these like oh Super Saiyan Four Brawly Super Sa- and I all this the the super fan You're stuff. Right. But Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta would be, I think, so Goku. If Goku and Vegeta were to fuse doing the fusion dance, which we know um, Trunks and Goten do. Um, I'm going to say Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. Again, it's a time, he would have a very short period of time, but I'm pretty sure Super Saiyan 4 Blue Gogeta, or God, Super Saiyan 4 Blue. This is the problem. This is the problem now with with all these different things. Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta, I'm pretty sure could take Jiren. Okay. So can you explain to me how, what do they have to do to get in that state? So you know how there's, there's, there's Trunks and Goten. Yeah. Little kids. Yep. Right. And when, I've seen them the do movie, the... Remember in the movie, they yeah. fused, and yep. then they fought Beerus and like got knocked down? Yeah. They have a cool little two-finger touch. Yeah, they do the fusion yeah. ha thing. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, in... Oh, God. So, in Dragon Ball Z, 
Goten and Trunks, Goku teaches them the fusion dance. They do it. They fight Majin Buu. Doesn't really end up working. Okay, Whatever. Majin Buu. Yeah. In movie mm-hmm. 12, um, Rebirth of Fusion, where that Goku and Vegeta fight Janemba in the other world, which is actually one of the movies which could have, could be canon. Um, basically, in, in this movie, in the other world, in the King Yemma's palace, where Goku, remember when Goku dies and mm-hmm. goes a snake way? Yeah. And he, fight, he meets this big purple guy behind this desk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, like a bunch of stuff goes wrong there. Some guy knocks over some like vats of things, explodes. He turns into this super powerful villain called Janemba. Okay. Um, and Goku and Goku is like fighting Janemba in Super Saiyan three. Doesn't really work that great. Vegeta and G- shows up. Vegeta and Goku do the fusion dance, mm-hmm. and they turn into Gogeta, who is not Vegeta, who is the only canon um, fusion between. Goku and Vegeta, even though I know you're saying they fuse both times different. They're different characters. Okay. Okay. Um, they look pretty much the same, but whatever. Okay. So they go Gogeta and then they absolutely just like one shot. This guy called Janemba. Yeah. Now in Dragon Ball GT, um, at the very, very, very end, Goku and Vegeta, both in Super Saiyan four, do the fusion dance, turn into Super Saiyan four Gogeta, where they defeat Omega Shenron. Well, okay. They fight Omega Shenron, the time runs out, then they use the spirit bomb. But anyway, they're so much more powerful. Yeah. So here's why I do believe it is. I'll give it like a 10% chance of a possibility. Okay. Um, ultimately, I think what's going to happen in this arc is Goku's going to beat Jiren in Ultra Instinct because that's what they're teasing. But Garbage. But, they got to do better. I know. But just because I like to throw out these things. So there are actually a lot of similarities between GT and Super. Um, I know a lot of people do not like GT because it wasn't officially done by Akira Toriyama, but a lot of the ways actually things go about like, and like they kind of there, there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. um, between them. And GT, I'm a, I kind of like it, um, and things have been drawn from it and stuff like that because at one point Super Kaioken was not technically canon. Goku mm-hmm. had done it once during this arc after the cell saga where he's fighting this guy named PyCon mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't happen in the manga. And so for a long time, people were saying, well, super Kaioken, he did it regular super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. He does it one time yeah, um, for like one second. And um, I see, right. So they are using things that aren't necessarily not canon and yeah. making them canon like Broly um, again from the movies. Now we actually legitimately have that transformation right. in, um, Kale, right? right? So there mm-hmm. is precedent to say some of these things could happen. Yeah. So I think it would be cool because for the longest time, Weiss had said a long time ago, if you were to just master the art of movement, right, being able to move without yourself, that was like episode, you go back to like episode mm-hmm. teens and stuff like right. that. Well, now that's a thing, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Weiss has said over and over again, if you two work together, there's no one... Pretty much, he says, like, you can beat anyone. Shut up. He yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we says, man. We says, I, don't, I just don't understand why you guys just don't fight together. Okay. So. Hinting. Does it, does, so, does it mean fuse together or does it mean fight side by side? I mean, just saying. Uh, it could be. Or maybe fused. Vegeta. Or, hey, maybe, 10% Ve- maybe Vegeta gets Ultra Instinct in this arc, which I also think is plausible because Vegeta was actually training with Whis before Goku. Yeah. 
So I don't know. We're getting real into the. Uh, I like it though. We're getting. I don't even know what you'd say. Deep and sweaty. Deep I guess, and sweaty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's... we're going. We're dive. We're going. We're we're walking way too far into the hyperbolic time chamber. You're I only tell you supposed what, to go so far, and we're going as far. The, as you can. the the type of knowledge you just dropped there was the equivalent of like a Super Saiyan God. I just went Super <laughs> Saiyan two, based on all that kind of garbage. So. I am learning as we go. This is yeah. what's great about this. Um, so, okay. Experience. So that's kind of our review of that episode. But first, we need to say something. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. We read, a com- we read our comments. Um, uh, gosh, can you maybe pull it up on iTunes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we love who- to read our Facebook comments, our YouTube. Yeah. Uh, please, um, yeah. Please leave us some. Um, I do not know your name right now. That's why we're pulling it up here. But basically said, hey, I really like your podcast, especially the Dragon Ball Super stuff, which is cool because... I really like talking Dragon Ball Super. I like forcing Ez to listen to Dragon Ball Super. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy's name, Andrew um, Plural. Andrew Plural. Yeah, that's right. Um, he said though that we he actually got something wrong. What did he say, Ez? Um, so he says, "I love your uh, recent uh, Dragon Ball Super uh, talk, but I like to point out something um, about the uh, Beerus versus Goku fight." Right. Um, and he says, Beerus states at the end of the fight that he was only using 10% of his power to fight Goku in God mo- mode. So I wouldn't say Jiren blows Beerus out of the water, but other than that, keep up the good work. Yeah. Okay. So um, um, I'll say... Because uh, I think I might have made a comment in one of our episodes where, because you got to remember as the noob here, yeah. <laughs> and I might have said, like, oh, Jiren can take anybody, you know? Yeah, like, well, I thought that... <laughs> I mean, we could be wrong, but I thought maybe in the anime it's different because mm-hmm. um, I've only watched the anime version of it once. And then again, you've also got to remember sometimes there are it's so you have the original dub, right, mm-hmm. which appears in Japan. Yeah, that or the which is the Japanese, I guess the Japanese dubbed version. Right. Yeah. Then we get like, say, on Crunchyroll, the. Um, subtitle version, right? So that is right. one translation. That's what we're watching, it, right? Yeah. Then it gets its own English dub, which sometimes things get changed there as well. Yeah, because um, things do look a little weird sometimes. I'm watching this ja- the the subtitles, and I'm like, that's a weird way to say that. It but, is, yeah, you because know. you're because just the language barriers. Yeah, in yeah. Japanese, there are words that like you can't really translate and stuff like that. But I'll say just so, and sometimes that'll mess up paragraphs. I mean, the whole thing gets, you know, checked up. I'll say this though. I, at least in the movie, I thought that we had said to Beerus, I can't believe anybody pushed you to 70%. Um, but I do think that he's, when um, he, they were talking about the 70%, it was specifically, cause I've watched a lot of videos on this, like geek to one-on-one covers this a lot. He says that, that, that 70% is only that final blast is what he's, what they're saying. So when, remember when Goku's mm-hmm. in, they push yeah. that big, huge blast. So it is probably fair to say that Beerus probably was fighting Goku with only around 10% of his actual power in the Super Saiyan God fight. Okay. So yeah, I don't remember any of that. I well, you watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I just don't remember. Yeah. The, the, I don't like, it's so hard for me to keep track of like the little tiny details right. at this point. Cause I'm yeah. looking at overall yeah. stuff. So, so yeah, stuff he may have said, yeah. Uh, 10%. Yeah. Now in the anime, in the anime versus the movie, the fight is like the movie. The, the fight is like three minutes. It's not even really that long mm-hmm. in the anime. It's a lot of episodes and Goku's in super Saiyan God a lot longer than he is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like in the movie, he's in super Saiyan God for like two minutes. And or, I mean like, 
he's in it for like literally one minute and then he mm-hmm. goes out and then he's then he's just gotten so much stronger from it. Yeah. In the anime, it's a lot longer. Let me ask you, in the anime, does it... Because you remember how when he came out and like God fades away and his base or whatever, his power is just... It's so much still fit. like that. Yeah. Still like that? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, still, it's still like that. It's just different. Um, the way that the way they do it is it's just different. Most of that fight okay. honestly takes place like You know what I space. didn't like that you told me at one point, and I know we're going to get back to this guy's comment, is the fact that Vegeta didn't get his epic moment, you know, where he <laughs> yeah. basically... Gets to take on it's Beerus. It's totally different. It's basically... I love basically the way Vegeta goes, Vegeta goes Super Saiyan 2, goes and attacks uh, Beerus, but Beerus just, like, knocks him off in this. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, Vegeta has his moment yeah. where, like, you know, you hit my bomb up. Yeah, and then, yeah, which is... Yeah. Um. So, anyway, yeah. So, well, first of all, th- thank you so much for leaving that comment. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we really them. do. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, call us out. If we say something... If we get something wrong... Uh, We'll be the first to admit that we were wrong. God, can I just say, like last the I, we went in and watched Dragon Ball Super, and I thought our first segment I was kind of like, shoot, man, I don't, I don't, you know, like we just didn't have time this week to really prep a Game of Thrones thing. It was like we're probably all over the place on that, but that's the that's the thing. Yeah, if, if something like but that if comes you really up, listen to our podcast at this point, I think you kind of know that it's just the way we talk name. is we are kind of all over the place. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, well, but, the, but it's 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 a structured knowledge all over the place. It's not like we're just coming in here with no idea what we're talking about, or are we? No, when it comes to Dragon Ball Super, and we each try to have like so like this is Matt's segment, you know, like right. again, he always says he's forcing me. Now that he's not forcing me anymore, I'm sort of like, well, when's the next episode coming out? What's yeah. going on in it? Because I like it that much. Um, and then you know we're both sort of back and forth in Game of Thrones stuff. And then um, a little Star Wars heavy knowledge, and then yeah. you know whatever else comes up. Matt knows more about Marvel and Drag and and, and DC than I do. Honestly, yeah. I, I sometimes think I know a lot about DC, but there's villains that I don't really know that yeah. much about. So yeah, we're a little bit all so, over. Yeah, but this but was really cool. Anyway, we got yeah, this thank comment. Thank you so much to anybody who leaves us a comment. Um, what's the best way to honestly reach us as on fa- our Facebook page? Yeah, I'd say Facebook page. We need to do. Um, we just started with our Rebel Watch page, which is another podcast that Matt and I run. Um, we just started kind of doing more posting and trivia. We're, we're posting trivia on there for people to kind of engage with and stuff. Yeah. So we're going to start doing that. I think with Second Breakfast, we're going to find something, some way to kind of engage with people because yeah, we want we you to feel like about a lot of different things. Yeah, and you it's kind of hard. Email to, us. Yeah, always Second Breakfast. Um, and you uh, can cast always at honestly, a great a great way to get an instant response is to hit us up on Instagram. You can send us a direct message. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or Twitter, yeah. or just tweet at me. Um, that's always good. Uh, my what are your Twitter, handles? My Instagram and Twitter is at Super Gains Bros, all one word. As mm-hmm. what's what's yours? My Instagram is uh, would be at Womprat underscore two M for two meters. Yeah, <laughs> just the Star Wars reference. Um, and then uh, Twitter, I don't really do Twitter. I don't. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm not really a Twitter guy. Well, you can tweet at me, and I will relay. Yeah. Them. Tweet, I'll tweet re- at Matt. <laughs> I'll relay them to it as yeah at Super Gains Bros. Um. Yeah, and honestly, ask us questions. I, I would love to just honestly, if we got enough questions, we could just do a Q and A. Oh, I would love to anything. Game of Thrones, Dragon well, Ball. Well, the other thing, um, you know, like on Facebook, if you just want to send it to both of us, whatever, we're both admins on there, and we're our buddy Tom. You know, who comes on the show from time to time, and what have you. You can send us a direct message there, and we'll get it, and we'll mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll reply to it. So this was awesome, though. We we love the yeah. First of all, thank you so much for the review and the comment and calling us out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep uh, it straight. Yeah, keeping it straight. Um, I'm just worried people are going to start doing that with Game of Thrones, and it's going to be like, okay, guys. Yeah, um. overwhelming, yeah. <laughs> As, all right, though, no, real kidding. quick, though, before, yeah. before, we, before we move on to our final segment here. Uh, our second to last segment, yeah. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Stranger than it's sometimes how we record things. Yeah, I know, I know. We're all over the place. I know. <laughs> um, if Beerus fought Jiren right now. Oh, uh, Beerus. Okay. Again, you know, to Andrew, I'll say this, my friend. I am, um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm coming at this from a place of like, I haven't seen Beerus do a whole lot. I get that he's a god of destruction. I understand that. Well, he seemed a little nervous when Goku got, learned Ultra Instinct. Yeah, I, I have to say though, I think there's a level of the gods that we haven't seen. I, I, I've we've not seen any. I've never seen anybody use full, you know, I don't know, like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like right. they have another level to themselves that right. that that's interest that we don't even get. So, but right now, Jiren just seems to be making all the gods sweat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're kind of worried about him. So I'm just sort of like. Well, he wow. seems like he seems like he hasn't even tapped into his power. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure. But then maybe he has a little bit. I'll give on the other maybe, coin yeah. of that is that he's go, he has to go over and meditate now. So, you know, it's like these the two individuals that he's fighting are not gods, and they are challenging him a little bit. So, you know, um, but uh, but it did, I will say this though: it looked like when Goku fought Beerus, and then when Goku fought Jiren in the beginning, they look a little similar to me, just on. And I only watched the movie. I didn't watch the anime um, series of that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm at. I, I think Beerus. Um, I think Beerus ultimately would take Jiren right now. Yeah. But if Jiren has like another level, we don't know or other him. levels. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like he's pushing himself at all. It'd be like almost like if there's like this new, um, let's say, new villain or new what a new challenger who is fighting Goku, and he's like, oh, he only has to go to Super Saiyan. Two or right. whatever. So if three. he like, fought Superman, he'd only have to go like Super Saiyan one. Or... Uh, I think he'd have to go a lot higher. Than that. <laughs> but that's another talk for another day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like we know that Goku has these different levels. We don't know what Jiren has or what his weaknesses are and things like that. You know, right. so I think it's an interesting piece. So. Okay. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with some Stranger Things. Welcome back to Second Breakfast as we're talking some stranger things. Yep. Um, the things just keep getting stranger and stranger, um, and I like talking about them. Yeah. So this is going to be sort of our uh, just our predictions, I think. So uh, Bold predictions. Bold predictions, because next week, um, around yeah one week from when you'll be listening to this or when this came out, this episode, we will be going over the... We're doing a whole weekend of Stranger Things. Yeah, a whole weekend of Stranger Things. So next weekend, we will not have our main show and possibly not a lit review. Yeah, it's just going to be too much. It's just too much. Yeah. So what we're doing is next week, we are going to watch one episode, review it. Watch another episode, review it. It's going to be that whole weekend, maybe into Monday. 
um, all Stranger Things, all str- all strange, all that weekend. Yeah, and, and just so you guys know, if you're like, uh, if you're like, I don't really like Stranger Things, I'm not really that into it. There's going to be some storytelling. There's going to be some sort of like I, I kind of want to make it like I do want to review it, but I also want it to be kind of fun for people who are like like I'm not really watching Stranger Things yet or what have you. So we'll be talking about. I mean, not it's just sort of like when we start to talk about something, there's a lot of nostalgia in this. So right. like. They'll bring up um, something from the '80s or something from you know that that we yeah. found in our toy box when we were growing up in the early '90s, and we're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, the only you know? uh, the only thing we might do next week is we're start we've start, kind of started these food oh, reviews yeah. with we did it with the KFC Nashville mm-hmm. uh, versus George Gold, and then we just did this weekend our we kind of just yeah, went talk, and we did a K- and Taco Bell. We're gonna kind of do these, I think, as of, as often as we can. So we said, "Hey, you're gonna be getting you know." The Saturday main show, right? The lit reviews on Sundays. Yeah, you might be getting these Thursday kind of just extra yeah. podcasts. And guys, what's great about him is our buddy Tom comes over and we just get some food. And if you have not listened to the last, it's great. Uh, we did the the crunchy um, five dollar crunchy quesadilla, quesadilla. Chick, crunchy chicken, crispy chicken quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, crispy chicken quesadilla, um, and. We review that, and then we start talking about our favorite sodas. We start talking about things that, you know, in, in the 90s. And so I feel and like... they got strange. They got strange. So, like, I think when we talk about Stranger Things, we may have some food that we, we'll talk about briefly as, as we're eating. And then we'll talk a little bit more about um, just sort of, you know, what this is reminding us of when, when those... We'll talk about what happens in the episodes. Yeah. Quick summary, maybe. So there'll be major spoilers for that. Um, and then we're going to be kind of predicting... It's just our thought process. It's just sort of yeah. like a, a watch and react mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, so and uh, just gonna have cool, fun with the it. The cool thing about these is so these weekends won't really happen that often. It's kind. Of, it's mostly I'm going to say it's going to be like Netflix related, yeah. just because of the way Netflix releases shows. Just, yeah. So mm-hmm. if you like it, hey, you get an entire weekend. If you don't, you're only kind of missing out on one weekend. One weekend. So it's not the yeah. end of, not yeah. the end of the world. So uh, we're trying it. Hope you like it. Um, but let's get into think. yeah, let's get into our, our, our predictions though, just as to what we think is going to happen. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of this. Um, like I'm now watching all of these, you know, kids and the other actors and actresses and their careers and seeing what else are they in because I liked so many people in the first one that I'm just sort of like, what else are they doing? You mm-hmm. know, um, so Winona Ryder, right? I mean, we like that was a big name in this, and she's so, really the big name in right this. and she's not really that big of a name i mean she is she used to be back in the 80s and before she like got arrested for stealing stuff wait what you don't remember that it was like a big scandal she got arrested she got stole a bunch of stuff she kind of went crazy for a bit and then well then she fits in per- this is and great. then like and then she like wasn't in anything and then she was in star trek and you know like oh yeah yeah she I'm an idiot. yeah, yeah. she like kind of yeah kinda, yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. yeah. Um, i like winona Ryder though anywho as season two Here's my kind of prediction. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going to happen is, so season one ends, we got Hopper kind of working for the government, right? Yeah. So I think Hopper is going to be kind of fringish, right? Um, I think that, this, hear me out on this. Hopper's line, I think there's going to be something to do with his daughter. Yeah, there's something there, right? Maybe he can bring her back or something. Maybe that's why he's intrigued by this other world. Oh, interesting. These are at, bold predictions. At first, you were right. Because at first it was, well, he just wanted to get the kid back. Because he wanted to get Mike back. Or Will, Will back. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. 
So I think there's I because other than that, I just don't see any reason for Hopper. Like what what is that's the only motivation we have for him right now. Mm-hmm. We know that I I think he and um, Joyce, my other writer, yeah. are going to get together. Actually, uh, what we've seen in the trailer, um, oh my gosh, how did I just forget his name? Um, the guy that plays Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> oh God, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. But what's his <laughs> what's his name? I can't remember his name okay. right now. Sean um, or Sean Austin. Yeah, there it is. Yep. So he's in this, and yeah. I think he actually plays sort of some sort of a romantic maybe yeah we'll uh, love see. role with her. So yeah. the things that just keep teasing yeah. it out, you know. Um, we're definitely going to get that romance yeah, triangle between Nancy, um, Jonathan, and Steve. Um, where I think we're going to get another little romantic uh, love triangle between L, Mike, and this new girl. Actually. That's interesting. Good. Hold on. These are, these Go are my bold predictions. Go here, ahead. Gemini Christmas. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> but um, I think Elle is going to, we saw in the trailer, she's out. But I think in order to get out, she's going to do something that's going to be real bad. Like she's going to rip this mm-hmm. thing. Big. Do you remember in, do you remember in um, Supernatural season two mm-hmm. when they like, Accidentally open the gate at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Yep. Right. And then it lets everything out and all hell broke loose. Yep. I think that's what's happening. And <laughs> literally all hell broke yeah, loose. Yeah, literally all hell broke loose. <laughs> I think that's how this season ends. Other than okay. that, for big, bold predictions, I think we're going to get something that shows that Mike's dad works for that organization. Because there's, for some reason, I don't know why I keep going back to him, but there's yeah. something about him. Right. And they're not telling us. He's a sleeper. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And uh, yeah, so that, I think those are my big ones. Okay, I've been trying to think of like twists and things that could happen, um, and I don't really see any of these characters going sort of like what I would call in Star Wars dark side. You know, I'm sort of thinking like who could like because it, is it really just going to be again these band of characters versus the upside down creatures? And the government, are we going to do the same thing over? Yeah. Is that what you feel like is happening? Like, that's sort of what it know. has looked like in the trailers. So I was trying to think, how do you avoid that? What could happen? And I get that, well, Will's back now, and so it's all sort of around him. Um, he's going through a bunch of problems and, and, and what have you, and, you know, um, seeing things that aren't there, but they actually are. They're just in another, you know, realm or dimension or the upside down. Um so I don't really know like like what's going to happen. I think my prediction would be that one of these characters whether it's the um the adult, I think it has to be the adults or the teenagers, Nancy, Steve, um yeah, or Jonathan and possibly, you know, Steve is a guy who but he seems to be like like when Dustin's talking to him about do you still have the bat? Do you still have the bat with the nails? You know, whatever. It seems like Steve's going to be a good guy and working with the kids and helping them out, you know what I mean? They, yeah. They're playing at that. But I'm like which one of those characters is going to is going to do like a sort of a role reversal for me? You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're all kind of protagonists in a sense. They're all sort of like the good on the good side of the fence, and it's just like right. okay, they're gonna have to face one more thing, which is fine. That would be sort of like the Goonies, which I'm thinking of him because we brought up Sean it Austin feels and stuff. Like it. Yeah, and it's like, it's like they're a band of characters that are going to face bad things. Yeah. So that may be just what it is. Um, I think Hopper has a chance to go to do things like he'll be pushed and this is going to make you and I cringe a little bit, but I think cause we like him so much, he may, like you said, do whatever it takes 
to get maybe communication with his daughter or to keep people safe or to yeah. whatever. I think he's going to do something risky that's sort of like Oh, I definitely think um, I definitely think there's going to be something to do with his daughter. Yeah. How much more? Sorry, if you have more predictions before well, before we start going into questions. I, I think the only other thing that I I think um is going to happen is I uh, from what I've heard that Taylor that that trailer did not tease everything like there's right Millie Bobby Brown actually in one of her interviews at at Comic-Con cuz now I'm like watching these all of these different actors um and and giving interviews at different you know cons and stuff she accidentally cuz they're kids they're just kids you know and they're I think she almost gave away um sort of the the plot or the story um you know, like the, the, I don't know, like you got the rising action, you've got your climax resolution. She sort of said there might be like a mid-season climax, which there typically is, but it was almost like what we might have seen in that trailer is going to come to fruition a lot faster and quicker than what we think. And there's a whole second half to this that you're not going to see coming. That, right. That, you know, so I don't know. And I'm wondering when does she enter? Does she enter episode one or does she enter episode two or three? You know, where does she come into play? Where does Eleven come back? Um, so I think my predictions basically are that we have not seen yet the true villain. You've got that spider-like creature. There's something else out there that's going to have to be more ominous or something. You know what I'm saying? There has to be yeah. something else out there. Because right now I'm not scared by that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, you faced a monster once already. You know, Elle can handle it. So hopefully Elle comes back and you're good to go. Um, my, bigger, my other one is that Chief Hopper is going to do something really questionable and he's going to be sort of like quote unquote not the bad guy but in a pickle and maybe make things worse um i think 11 gets new bigger better powers Mm -hmm. so i think those um are expanded and i think that's basically it does barb come back no she did but my question is she's dead no i think she's dead at the end of this season will anybody will any of these characters be dead or I think this is highly possible. I think that a lot of these characters are going to be trapped in the upside down coming oh, in at the end of this. Wow. Season. That would well, be Because I, I think that you just have to push this upside down world. I mean, now that we know it exists and stuff, I think that's what this season is going to be about. Well, and that you can kind of. Because otherwise, like. How do you survive in it? You know, that's the, exactly. the thing, too. Yeah. You know, how, Will might have to talk about that. What did he have to do to survive there? Um, what would be crazy sort of like to drive even like the love triangle a little bit between Steve, Nancy and Jonathan is like if like Steve dies or something, but yet was still sort of with Nancy or if Nancy, you know, left. What if Nancy gets trapped in the upside down and then Jonathan and Steve have to work together together to get her or what's something like this. If Nancy leaves Steve because she's with him at the end and she goes with Jonathan, but then Steve is like recruited by the boys to go face some some monster and he is killed or trapped. And then Nancy feels this sort of like, oh, I'm in between. I feel like she's going to get with Jonathan, but I'm team Steve. You know, I, at first I was like, I was like, okay, I felt like Steve was going to get written off at the end of this ep- yeah. at season one. Okay, Steve's going to get written off, and then when he came back in, I was like, oh wow, no, they're going that way, which is cool yeah. and interesting. It was, and actually, I think he's a really good. Um, the guy's name. The guy's actually really good at acting. Too. Yeah, I really like him a lot. Steve, uh, what's his? Oh no, it's a it's a Joe, Joe Keery. Never, I've never seen him in anything yeah. before this. Maybe so, I have you as a kid. I didn't recognize him. But at first, I kind of thought, oh, he's playing a stock character. Yeah. You know, no big deal or whatever. Too, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he goes real dynamic on me. And I'm sort of like, what's up? You know, this guy's really uh, changed. And he he switched into almost like a different type of character. So I thought, great acting, you know. Yeah, I just hope part. he doesn't become like a sacrificial lamb. That's some, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Me too. So, but yeah, I mean, those are my, those are my 
big bold. They weren't really that big and bold, but uh, predictions because I am still I love that they didn't. Who doesn't? Give too okay, much away. If you, okay, so we'll each pick one person who we think is going to die. Who is going to die? Flat okay. out, flat out. We will not see them in season three because they're dead, dead. Oh, dead, dead. I don't know because I was gonna say one of the kids pulls like a will again or something like that. Okay, so dead, dead. Let me think. Um, you're gonna you're gonna hate this Hopper. Hopper. If the character is like go, second build, I mean, wouldn't be crazy? Wouldn't be crazy? I think I like like that would be crazy. But I think he could be someone who. But you're you're saying dead, dead. I don't I don't think you can lose any of those characters. You just can't. They they each had such a the the point of views. They did such a good job of bouncing around and hitting those point of views. You like you said, Steve. Steve possibly. He yeah. seems he seems the most he seems the most logical. But like Jonathan, you can't kill Jonathan. You can't kill Nancy. Um, Will Luke, you could not kill any of the little no, kids. No, all the kids are, are safe. Are you kidding me? Uh, Joyce maybe. But then you got one like your same thing. It's like you got your two biggest, you know, sort of stars there. You have to have two big adults. Um, have you seen the SNL skit, by the way, where they had, <laughs> where the kids are no, in the No, I haven't woods? watched that. I saw it. Dude, I, I oh saw it on the thing, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so I'm going to say, so, so I mean, you can go to even other characters, too. Um, like, do any of the parents die or anything? No, but you could have more. Um, they might introduce characters. Okay, so there's this new girl that's coming in, right? She could die. Well, no, I think maybe she has, like, parents or she come. She, I think she could be, I actually think she's the next girl that has powers. Oh, okay. So I think that girl, the, the new girl that's coming in, has powers. Okay. And it's sort of one of those things that it's like, not that the government's done anything to um, to sort of like, because let's talk about Eleven's powers for just a second. Is it just because her mom was hopped up on some drugs and that's there's some experimenting or what have you um, that gave her her powers? I, we don't know. Maybe we, we don't understand. Yeah. yeah we don't and know. so that's why I think the other girl comes in and she's sort of like, she comes from a family who, whatever, genetics, whatever, what have you, works out and her ability to control things is just different. So yeah. I think we'll get more of that. Here's another question, last question maybe. Um, the government. Is there, what's, Dr. Brenner is dead. Theoretically. Quote, unquote, dead. Um, so who's in charge? You know, like we don't know. We don't know who else right. is there. So There's we just so have much a, we don't know. Yeah. It's so strange. <laughs> um, I don't, in terms of dead, dead, if I have to, cause just cause I want to pick somebody Jeez. to me, if there's somebody who's not coming back next season, this is my bold pick. It's Jonathan. Wow. Why? Because I just think like you said a lot, there's no, no, none of the kids are dying. All the kids are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking main cast here. Mm-hmm. If Hoppers are really only connection to the government, I don't think you can just kill him off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think you can kill Winona Ryder off because she's like the most recognizable person. And I just think it would be tough too because she's so vital to her role. Nancy, I mean, maybe, but then you would like lose the Jonathan, Steve, like, connect, you know what you I mean? Know what? You, would, you would lose that middle, the like adolescent kind of group. Here's why you're right. Here's another reason why you're white, right. right. So, so you have each of these uh, kids. They have parents. Yeah. And one on a writer, Joyce, she can't die because she's, I mean, who's going to take up like Will, who's looking over Will, you know what I mean? Like what is he adopted by somebody else, taken in, whatever. It's kind of weird, right? So you could move on pretty easily with Jonathan dying. Yeah. And then you would still, then then you'd have that that crazy dynamic of like, 
having she's saved right she yeah. saved will but lost jonathan you know I mean? never really connected with jonathan or maybe yeah. she did but then loses him and then she's like got this weird relationship with steve where she was with steve before so yeah i mean good call so we're down to Jonathan or Steve are going to die. That's basically what's going to happen. I think those are the two. So I like both of them. So yep. Gosh. All right, guys. Well, um, that is just our Stranger Things um, strange predictions. And uh, next, we're going to uh, come back with a little Raylo discussion. Hey, Star Wars fans. I'm Ez. I'm Matt. And uh, today we have a little um, interesting discussion for you. We're going to talk about Raylo. Yeah. And uh, you'll be hearing this on, on two different podcasts. We'll have this on Rebel Watch, our all-Star Wars podcast. And Second Breakfast. Our something-something podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where we talk about... Everything. Everything. So, um, let's see. Trailer came out, and Matt, you had a question... Something kind of popped into his mind, basically. Like, it was something As like... having seen the trailer... Right. Are you more or less a Raylo believer? I am neither, okay? okay. So, I, were you a Raylo believer before? Not necessarily. Did, I was, but did you see the plausibility Yes, of I it? did. That's that. So, before, I think um, our other buddy Mike is, is kind of a little more anti... You know, n- not that it's you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I think he can see sort of the the possibilities. He gets it. He sees the evidence. Okay, doesn't think that's where they're going. I, on the other hand, can kind of say to myself, they may actually be going that way. Yeah. And um, that could have been the big twist. You know what I mean? Is that that's the big, you know, aha moment? The episode five. No, I'm your father. Moment yeah. it is no, I'm your boyfriend. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm still really intrigued by it. They definitely in that trailer, though. I think the reason you asked that question is because in the trailer they set us up to to think that. You know what I mean? So at least I I thought anyways. I mean, she they make it look like she's talking to Kylo Ren, and like he's offering a hand to her. So that's yeah. either. They're either doing that to sort of just tease or make fun of or something, the Raylo theory. But I actually kind of think she she's talking to someone there. She is seeking some form of guidance. Um, I think there is a connection between the two. It may not be Raylo. It may not even be what we think it is. It may not be siblings. It may not be cousins, whatever. Um, it could just be a force connection. Oh, there's a force connection. There's a connection, yeah. So, but let's go over some of just the evidence, I guess, just to kind of talk about. And there's, I'm going to miss some of it because I've read articles on it, but I haven't really looked at it 
um, really in depth in a while, but just you know, on the Star Wars database and in the movie and in the novelization, it, it mentions multiple times, you know, Kylo feeling this connection between he and Rey. And I think it mentions more time, I think it mentions um, more so that, that Kylo feels a connection with with Rey, if that makes sense, okay? Yeah. He's obviously older, and I think there's a history there, even though it says they haven't met before. I think it says in the database they have not met before, but I actually think that's yet to be there may have been a meeting they, they may have they known may have each met, other just didn't know it yeah exactly so so i think there's a connection um between the two there's also this piece where like kylo seems to be fascinated by the idea of a girl on jakku right away um he takes very good care of right like he's not very how do i put it i mean he he's a little sensitive the way you know he picks her up. It's almost like a lot of people have mentioned like a um, a groom carrying his bride yep. after he freezes her after he sort of like uh, knocks her out in a sense, um, takes her on on his ship. You know, it's very almost Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, really. You know, um, takes he's her back got a to mask. his lair. Now his face is all jacked up. Yeah, I mean, it really kind of is. And and he takes her back there, and he's fascinated with her. Um, He's fascinated with the with her force abilities growing, um, and then when he, you know, uses uh, the force on her to sort of like read her mind, um, there's connections there, you know. I mean, to like her feelings for his father, right? And then there's the the island that he sees. So 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 there's there's another piece. Ray has been seeing this island. Well, I'm guessing that's the island that Luke that's that's Ock too. Where, where Luke is at. And so, or, I mean, it could be something else, but I think it's pretty clear that it's Oct 2. And there's a, there's a connection just between the three. There's, there's some history. There's something going on. So uh, I'm trying to think of more evidence uh, that, that we see. Basically, um, i trying to think. He's telling her that she needs a teacher. So instead of like, like mid-fight, I mean, at the end of The Force Awakens, saying that she needs a teacher, he's willing to teach her. It doesn't I'm not so sure that he's giving it maybe his all. Uh, he's more he's more outraged at Finn. Yeah. for, you know, betraying the first order than he is at this girl, Ray, you know, and he's 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 intrigued. Um Snoke actually says in the novelization he senses, you know, Kylo's feelings towards her because Snoke's pretty powerful and he's in a hologram, so I don't even know how the heck he does that across the galaxy. He can sense that he has that she that that uh, Kylo or Ben Solo has compassion for her. I think it actually uses the word compassion. It could be wrong. We you guys can fact check me on that later. But some sort of he senses some strong emotion towards Ray um, when he's talking to, to to Snoke in the chamber. So those are just a few pieces of the evidence. Things that kind of hint. Yeah, do you have more? No, I'm just. Uh, you said Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, and my mind immediately went to Music of the Night. Which is you know mm-hmm. awesome from that, and there's a lot of yeah. uh, there's a lot of lyrics in that song, guys, that kind of resonate with. Uh, okay, th- are you familiar with it? Um, maybe maybe once you, you know. Once you start talking about it, probably. I mean, nart- nighttime sharpens, heightens each sensation. Wow. Darkness stirs and wakes imagination. Yeah. Silently, the senses abandon their defenses. <laughs> you can skip down a little bit. Close your eyes and surrender to your darkest dreams. 
Wow. Purge your light, your thoughts of the life you knew before. Right. Just saying, you know. Wow. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of similarities. Sorry, right. anytime I can get a Phantom of the Opera reference, yeah. especially when I didn't have to just you know create one, I had to. I just had to go with it. No, yeah, exactly. No, I and I, I really I don't. The, don't you kind of, doesn't make a little bit of sense? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's this dark kind of creepy guy. He sees this, you know, girl. Hey, maybe you never know. He's maybe tormented. Is, maybe that is their what they're going for. Yeah, I mean, I think he's tormented, and this is sort of like um, this. He doesn't see a way out anymore. He doesn't see the good in the galaxy, and then he sees Ray. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, almost symbolic as this this ray of of sunshine, right? Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> ray of light, yeah, uh, ray of light. But okay, so the other big thing here is there's um, if, okay if, if Raylo is going to happen, I have a video on Rebel Watch that you can go check out uh, where I talk about I think the five things or the five must haves for Raylo to take place and. You know, look at the comments. People have left some really good comments as to what either additions to that list or subtractions, what have you. But I think we're not going to get a film where Ray turns to the dark side and Kylo. Well, hold on, and Kylo stays in the dark side. Oh yeah, and they are just two dark side couples. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Okay, so now does she turn to the dark side and then you know Kylo is betrayed by Snoke or Ray is betrayed by Snoke and Kylo has to step up finally and you know um that's what i think take over right is that what yeah, you I mean think? i said it before i don't i it i they doesn't they don't necessarily have to be romantically involved i know that's what kind of people are thinking with Raylo. i just my whole thing is i think it just makes too, way so too much sense to just have kylo ren say oh i'm struggling with the light that's the first time we've ever seen it it's you know and one through i mean one through six i mean you see it with in one through three with Anakin, oh, he's struggling with the dark side. Four or five and six, Luke kind of struggling with, not with the dark side, but like. Yeah, in six? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. You know, like we see the Emperor, oh, the Emperor the trying cave. to lure him to it. But then it's still, it is kind of, he's he's struggling with the dark side when he's on Dagobah and yeah. he's in the cave. Oh, am I going to become the next Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, they don't, it, it's not as blatantly obvious as it is in like one through and three where. Right. They're the the council's saying, oh, you know, you struggling with the dark side. So for Kylo Ren to say, oh, I'm help me, grandfather, I'm struggling with the right. light. Right. I think it just makes too much sense. And again, this trailer, this trailer, we see him, and again, the trailer can be shot up to be however, but we see him, and it looks like, oh, he's thinking about firing on. Right. Well, he looks emotionally strange. On Leia. Yeah. On, That's the thing. On, and and we also, I'm telling you, I keep preaching it when it happens. Everyone, everyone would be like, oh, Matt's the one who was saying it all the time. Yeah. In episode seven, it was not just a one little quick plot device. It's going to be a big deal in eight. I'm calling it. We haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Hux will force. There's going to, there's, there's no reason for him to be on the same level. We never saw Grand Moff Tarkin talk to the Emperor and say, Vader doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, so finish the thought. So, Hux so what, what I'm saying, so I'm saying, I think Hux was going to play a big part. He's going to, Kind of, I think that where we'll get that push of Kylo Ren out, mm-hmm. and then Snoke really wants Ray, and then Kylo Ren has to go light. Maybe Snoke, maybe Ray kills Leia because Snoke like forces her to, 
and that causes Kylo Ren to go to the light side, and then he saves Rey. Whether it's because they're brother and sister, or whether it's because they're romantically involved, I don't think that really is that big of a difference um, in terms of... So I'm a Raylo believer in just the idea that I think they're connected, and I think they both survive. So, yeah, but let's look at it. So what are the different ways in which they could be connected? So you have one, they could be siblings. Right. Two, they could be cousins. Yeah. Somehow related. So one and two related. Um, Wasn't uh in the original George Lucas script for seven, eight, and nine. I'm not super mm-hmm. familiar with those. Yeah, but isn't it isn't it like cousins Twins. that end up fighting at the end? Um, you have the um, if you're talking like about Jace like Jason, Sol- and, yeah, Jason, yeah, Jason and Jaina um, Solo end up fighting. He yeah. and, and, and she ends up killing her brother, their brother or sister. Yeah, but, but then they're twins. Mm-hmm. Other twins. Yeah, but isn't like doesn't Luke have kids and don't they fight? He does. He has he has Ben Skywalker, who is a, uh, his, I think he is Jason's apprentice, and I think Jason Solo kills Mara Jade. Yeah. Sorry, big spoilers there. If you're wanting to read the Legends books, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's how it happens, and then, um, they go and tell Luke, but it actually ends up that that Jaina, uh, his sister, has to go and face. Her brother. So do you? So do you um, see any of those? So the original seven, eight, nine. Do any? Does any of that translated into this? Um, into this seven and what we have seen so far of eight? Well, okay. So actually, so Ben Solo and um, so Ben Skywalker. Yeah. So Ben Solo right now. Right. Who, who, we have Is, Ben Solo right now, and in the Legends you had Jason Solo. Okay, so they're two different names, right? But they're both Hans, Han and Leia's, you know, son. It could be the the, the connection. If you know Legends um, and you know Jason Soul a little bit, in the beginning, he's really um, like he doesn't really believe in using the Force for brutality or for um, military right. purposes or anything like that. He almost he's very pacifistic. Pacifist, yeah. yeah. And so I'm wondering if they've just fast forwarded fast forwarded on all of that, and then maybe Ben Solo is kind of still a parallel because eventually he, you know Jason goes dark side, right? And but in a secret type of way, he's actually yeah. still sort of playing both sides okay. a little bit. So this is different. Well, um, I mean, didn't Ben Solo in Episode Seven kind of play both sides a little bit, where he pretends to help me, Father? I'm like struggling, and then he stabs Han Solo. Yeah, a little bit. Except for I, I think mean, he's, that's only like one yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think in the books he's playing with one crowd. He's a different person. The next one, oh, I yeah. gotcha. So, um, for a time, anyways, and then eventually he's just the the he's on, he's on he's on the run. Um, so I don't know. It's actually kind of hard. There are some parallels. There are um, some different things we haven't seen enough. I don't think of of we need to see the last Jedi. I think before we can kind of look at legends and look and see where. Yeah, where the connections are because they're doing such a good job of not revealing what's going to happen that it, it's it's hard to do. But um, back to those connections between like Ray and Ben Solo, like I said, related somehow. Or Matt said it. We were talking about it. Raylo, they're romantically involved. What's another connect? Is it, is it just pupil um, and master, like master and pupil, like like you know what I mean, student and teacher? Right. Is that what Kylo is just intrigued by? I could be her you know, teacher, you know what I mean? Like, right. is he the master and then she would be the student? Is that what he's looking for? Does he think, cause that's sort of a Sith thing, even though we're, I know Pablo Hidalgo has kind of said, and we've talked about they're not really being Sith in seven um, and maybe eight. Um, but then again, they also told us uh, Mark Hamill was going to be in 
right, episode they seven. They love to mislead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mis- misdirection, which is fine. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, like, like a Sith characteristic would be something like, you know, Darth Maul, for example. Um, once he gets to a certain point, it's like, okay, I need to find my own apprentice and I'm going to overthrow right. my master. Or they overthrow their master first and then seek an apprentice. But if the one comes before the other, so if Kylo comes across Rey and is just intrigued in that sense, then there's maybe your connection. Maybe that's his initial sort of what he wants her for. Um, there's a history, though. I just think so. So if I had and this is we're getting straight speculation and theory here, okay? Um, I kind of believe Ray at one point she was dropped. She was dropped off on Jakku, obviously. Yeah. So where was she before that? Um, when she, if you look at the timeline and the age difference, I believe there's about like an eight, maybe nine. Let's see, maybe ten year difference. I'm not sure. Anywhere between. Seven to ten years. I, I I can't. I forget the timeline. I I I've timelined this out between bloodlines and just yeah. You know where where um, Ben Solo is born, um, aroundabouts in aftermath, and tried to kind of piece it all together. So, um, I think when Ray's dropped off there, uh, Ben is still. Let's see. She's like eight or nine. Or what is? How old? How old is she? Do you think in that when? And the Force Awakens when she's dropped off. Oh, I'd say. I didn't look it up before. I'd say around like eight. I mean, yeah. she's she's little. Yeah. She's little. She's not. She's not. She's not a teenager, but she's not a toddler. So yeah. crap. I just. I, I wish I would have these numbers in front of me. Sorry, guys. Um. But anyways, the point I'd say, is, I'd say somewhere. I'd say between five and nine. Yeah, I I think um Ben Solo is at still at the academy, or it's right around the time where stuff starts to hit the fan. At the How academy? old is she supposed to be in episode seven? Um, you mean like full like adult Ray? Yeah. Um, adult Ray is I think she's like I want to say eight. She eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Sort of, like sort of the same age that Luke was, I think. Okay. God, really sorry, guys. If I botched those numbers, I did not didn't have that information in front of me, so I feel like a noob right now. Um, but anyways, the I point is, is in, that either I believe in Star Wars, we say youngling, youngling, I'm a youngling right now. Um, I think though that Ben Solo is either at the council or not at the council at the Jedi Academy and, or he has just started the destruction of the, of, of the Jedi Academy. Okay. One of the two, because bloodlines is like six years or something, seven years before uh, the force awakens. And he has yet to turn to the dark side as far as Leia knows. Yeah. Um, because they're remember they're um, Castarfo, um, yep. the whole piece with, it's just, it's basically a political story and it's revealed that Leia's father, is Darth Vader and she's getting a lot of flack for that, but she had not told Ben Solo. And I think that starts sort of his path down the dark side. How does he find out? I think the galaxy at large knows because there's a big, there's a big campaign um, against her. And the beginning of that story, they have trouble communicating with there's, there's like a communication issue. She can't get a hold of Luke. Yeah. I know it's been a long time, but she, she's, um, she can't get a hold of Luke or Ben. Um, at the Jedi Academy or wherever it is that they're out traveling. I can't, I can't remember, but so I'm, I just, I think he hears about it secondhand, doesn't really hear about it from his mother. I think then she tries to reach out to him, but you know, and so he's sort of like, I've just been lied to. I've been yeah. led astray, you know? So anyways, so there's that piece. I think Ray was at the Academy. <laughs> that's what I, that's my theory. Yeah. I think she, that's, I mean, it's entirely plausible because I'm just sort of like, I think she was hidden. I don't know. I'm not sure by who. 
or maybe he's just too young. He doesn't remember. And we know that the Jedi can block things out. Right. I don't think like Kylo you had could, anything. You could, like the Force can block things out, yeah. or other Jedi can right. block things out. I mean, if you, I mean, that go play or read any of the books on Darth Revan. Go play yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. That's like the entire story. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I don't think Kylo Ren or Ben Solo had anything to do with Ray being on Jakku. No, I don't either. I, I think it was Luke, Han, someone, too many, there's too much coincidence in the Falcon being there and, and just all of that. Yeah, um, what's his name? Loris Anteca. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy. The map to Luke Skywalker, it, it's all right there. Um, so, anyways, um, there's some sort of connection between the two, but I'm not sure how if we're going to get any of that or if there's going to be a flashback in The Last Jedi, you know what I mean? Because they don't really, I don't think they do. Although that we did see, you know, Mark, Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker's hand coming up out of the, out of the rubble yeah. of the, what looks like the, the destruction of the Jedi Temple. So maybe we will get Yeah, a I totally think that's a flashback. So yeah, I mean. I don't think that happens in this movie. I right. mean, as in like real time. Just a little different from what I think we're used to, which is fine. Because um, the last Luke trailer, episode 7's Luke trailer, was all flashback stuff. Remember where he's talking and then we get the shots of him with the hand on R2-D2. That happened in the movie, but it was during the Ray vision. vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we would need another vision or something Which like that. Which is entirely possible. I don't think, I, what I'm saying is I don't think they would just all of a sudden say 10 years ago and then like they go back no. through a character's would, vision. Yeah, it would be something. a vision yeah. or something. So, um, anyways. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to think about how the two of them would be connected. I think Kylo could have known or Ben Solo, excuse me, could have seen like a younger Ray sent away or, or yeah. known that a girl was there at the Academy who was then lost and then tried to track it down or disagreed with Luke on how he did things. You know what I mean? And what's the big argument between Ben Solo and Luke? I guess a whole other piece to figure out why is it what's, what's going on between them. Now, I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. What is and like it that the Knights of Ren, upset like, him? Where'd they come from? Yeah, I think that happens after. I think that's just Kylo Ren sort he of... He kind of grabs these, like, disciples and... Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Or I also have thought that they're an ancient order that have been around, and he just ascends to leader of the Knights of Ren. But back to Raylo and the connection. For Raylo to be a thing, I don't think it's just going to be this love at first sight. You know, like he right. saw her, was intrigued by her. I think there's going to be has to be a little bit deeper. So she's somehow connected to the Skywalker family um, or to the Jedi Temple or something. And yeah. that's so for me. And one of those must haves that I talked about that video um, that I had done earlier. I think I think I had said something about there has to be a history or some background to the two. Yeah. And we have to get that for, for Raylo to happen. Well, I mean, we really didn't start. We really didn't get the big push of. Anakin Padme until episode two and didn't get the really big push between Han and Leia till episode five. And this is episode eight. So it would make sense that it would make sense that there would be some romantic interest in this movie. And I don't really see any other, unless there's some, unless a new character shows up, but the only thing we kind of have so far is Finn saying, Oh, you have like, Boyfriend, right. real Keep serious, boyfriend, right. which yeah. is hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. And I'm still totally down, and that's still plausible because had you just watched episode 
seven, I think you would think, oh, well, Finn and Ray are going to get together. Yeah. And it's still, it's so funny because Raylo has become such a big internet phenomena yeah. that everyone's just like discredited that. Like it's never going to happen. It could still happen. It really could. It could I know. totally still happen. I know. Because I'm t- if you didn't, if like, if you're somebody who just, obviously a bunch of people just casually went and saw Star Wars. Right. Not like diehard fans like we are because it made like, you know, $2 billion. Um, so I'm sure the people that just saw that movie said, oh, well, they'll get together. I, so yeah. I would argue that honestly, the majority of people who saw that movie think Finn and Ray are going to get together and probably have no idea what Raylo is. Right. So, okay, but other, there's still the evidence there. So people could say, you know, like when you look back later on, you know, how in, in a yeah. good book, an author foreshadows right. things to come. So it's sort of like that could be, um, you know, w- w- just when you get to episode eight, you look in and you see this relationship start to kind of unfold. Then you look back to seven and be like, oh, I see it. I see this or I see that connection. Or I see where something, you know, is, is starting to kind of develop. Um but it was really subtle. I mean, it was subtle. And for people to pick up on all those different subtleties, see, because, like, the romantic subtleties. Because that's, that's the piece. Do we, do, does everyone kind of think there's a connection and maybe there's, maybe they're siblings, maybe they're cousins, somehow related, or just somehow connected? Sure. But it's the romantic piece that it's hard for people to understand. Is, is it possible for them to be romantic? That's what Raylo is all about. It's not right. just a connection. It's, yeah, I know. It's yeah. the fact that they are going to be... Um, a couple, and that's the love story of yeah. this, you know, which I'd be fine with. Saga. I just think, so. yeah, because my like for me, Raylo exists because, as I've said, you know, hundred times, I just I'm big on the idea that Ren, Kylo Ren and Ray will survive this, mm-hmm. and I just but, think that it's most plausible that they get together. But let me ask you a question: What has to happen for those two to get together? Because that's kind of what I've been trying to talk about. Is just right. Like, I th- like I said. I think. I think Snoke killing Snoke forcing. I don't know Snoke forcing Ray to kill Leia. Because to get it to happen, you have to have Kylo Ren to go light. That's like that's that's like the one thing that has to happen. Okay. We both said there's no way that they're they're both going to be dark at the end. Right. Okay. Um. Unless. Unless at the end of this movie, we don't even believe in the light and dark side anymore uh-huh. at all, yeah. which is possible. Right. Um, so to get it to happen, we have to have Kylo Ren to go light. And I don't see any way in which Kylo Ren goes light and Rey is also, has also stayed light, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that there's any way that... Oh, you don't think so? I don't see any way that, like, that she just turns him light at the end of this movie. Right. It was, then it would just be them versus Snoke. I think like, you yeah, know, that's kind of what happened to me for me four or five and six. Luke stays light. I mean, he struggles. There's a struggle. He's tempted, but he never quite goes dark side. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, then I don't think, well, then I don't think that Kylo Ren would survive. And I think it would be just like six. A or, tragic. Yeah. A tragic death. Yeah. And, then Raylo doesn't happen. Okay. So a scenario where Ray stays light and draws um, Ben to the light side. I think all that would need to happen is for Snoke to capture Ray and to torture her 
and maybe all these regrets start to happen. Ray's who he's interested in. He's cast out by Snoke. Snoke has his new little prize, and all of a sudden it's he has a talk with his mother, or it's Luke, and there's some sort of like the galaxy needs you. It's yeah. it's time. <laughs> not all of a sudden then it's just like maybe there's an epic moment where Ray is not turning to the dark side and Kylo or and Snoke decides time to kill her. Time to be done with her. Or time to whatever. Or he's torturing her. And Ben Solo steps in and says, That's enough. Now I don't think that would happen in this movie. Right, that'd be like six, but then I don't th- I'd see I then I think it would just mirror three and six mm-hmm. in that Anakin effectively dies in three where i mean you know mm-hmm. obi-wan did not underestimate his power he right. estimated exactly what his power was and it didn't quite meet the high right. ground right <laughs> the out the angle he, he needed to get his protractor out right. check the angle yeah you know and then right. do some sort of equation yeah, power times angle equals right. getting sliced in half exactly um and then six where you know, Anakin dies again. Vader dies essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like Kylo Ren would die, but I because I don't think that they're going to end this. They're going to. I don't think they're going to end this with like it's going to be a air quote definitive end, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not going to be like the way three ends where we know oh it leads right into four. Mm-hmm. This was going to end like six where it's like okay you could have. If if you didn't see anything, mm. if you didn't see anything in the next twenty years, where we film another three mm-hmm. Star Wars movies, like I do not think they're going to end it. Like, oh hey, we're doing episode what would it be ten, mm-hmm. like next year or something. Right. I tell you what, though, I I'm gonna toss a coin in the air. Okay, heads or tails. That's where I'm at on on whether they're going to do. Here's how they could do it. It's sort of like this massive invasion or this force that's coming in at the end of nine. So it's almost like this victory, but yet Snoke is just the beginning. You think like a cliffhanger? A cliffhanger. Yes. And maybe, and maybe, but, but like a resolution, but yet, and everyone's happy and it's, it's very resolute, but at the same time, they know there's something out there, but it may not be coming for a while. Yeah. And it's the unknown region. Okay. I got And then you could get Ray and those characters in five years. You could get them. In 10 years or something like that. So do you think they wait like 20 years like they did? Nope, with- I don't think they will. I, I think you've never had a situation like this where you had... So you had... The way George uh, Lucas did it, you have 4, 5, and 6. And then he waits to what, 1999? And then he goes back and he actually goes in the opposite direction. Right. And goes 1, 2, and 3. Very different. You've never had a situation where we're going to go 7, 8, 9. What's the gap like in between there? Right. And then can we get these characters back in a couple years? Sign them. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. That would be crazy. It'd yeah, be hard talking, to kind yeah, of... Yeah, you're talking huge contracts, huge... And the world could change. You know, it could be yeah. then that they're all doing different things and, you know what I'm saying, it would it would be crazy. So I, th- I think what they're going to do is they're going to leave it to where it's it's ended. Like you said, it's just done. It's So we're done. Like the way, like, think the way, like, four ends where it's... Okay, we yeah, got the over. Death Star, but Vader's still out there. There's all this stuff. Even right. the way six ends where it's like, okay... Yeah, the remnants we, of the Empire. Took, are still yeah, but out the, there. yeah, but like the Empire is still huge and still out there. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think so, it'll be like that. Yeah. So it'll still be an ending. I mean, it's not gonna be like five. Like five is a cliff, total cliffhanger ending. Right. But it's it's not it's not, and that's I think that's just how they're gonna. There's they leave that small little window open to say. Yeah. But it's not one of those things where it's like, well, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be thirty years and a whole new cast or something. Since they have this set up here and they have such a good cast, I wouldn't be surprised if the legacy players are all sort of killed off. 
you know, that being Mark Hamill. Um, and I think uh, Princess Leia is going to have her ending, whether it's in eight or nine. I think it's going to be eight. Um, I'll have to see how they do that. And then you're going to have, you still have Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, um, Oscar Isaac, and all those guys who are available for an episode 10, which would be crazy. But anyways, now we're talking about all those different things. But it's all tied together. Yeah, it is. But I, I think, you know, what we were talking well, about so, that okay. got us into that was whether or not Kylo Ren would die. Right. And who are you left with at the end of episode nine? Yeah. Like, who are your heroes still left? I mean, because you had Han, Leia, and Luke all still alive at yeah. six. Okay, well, let's... Well, okay. Because well, they're young. Yeah, okay. You well, know? if Raylo doesn't happen, do you, is there any romantic involvement between any characters? Are we going to get some sort of romantic storyline? See, I actually think there's a lot more... So since Ben Solo is so young, it's starting to make more... Like, the characters that die in Star Wars or in old Obi-Wan. Yoda, who's had his time. Yeah. Darth Vader. Okay. Darth Maul is a bad guy. Okay. So he's out. Count Dooku dies. You know, Palpatine, been there for a while, have had their run. I think you have an interesting character like Ben Solo. His story is not over after nine. Right. I think he's either a hero at the end of this or he's still a villain struggling with, you know, the light side. So that's why it is plausible to sort of think that maybe those two end up together. And it's really this weird dynamic. But, I mean, how is Finn going to take all of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ray's talking to the enemy. See, I, you could have that whole piece where in episode nine, it's sort of like, well, he saved me, Finn. You know, like, yeah. and then Finn's like, so did I. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, so there could be a love triangle, actually. Yeah, which would be, actually, that would be great. Um, I just, what I don't want is I just don't want, and we talked about this before, that we're actually kind of nervous about episode eight. I just don't want it to be like, shot for shot remake of episode five i don't think it's going to be but so i just so like i just don't want i just i think that they're right now they have all these cool new interesting threads Mm -hmm. that are not like just they haven't done in star wars yet and just push them go with it right right well one thing yeah don't get predictable yeah right and and i I don't think they're going i think i think everything i've heard about this movie We'll get back to my. We're all like all over the place right now. This is great, but um. Well, it, I mean, it's but it's. I mean, it's a big deal because Ray, like, Raylo is not just one of those things where it's like it's not just like is Luke gonna die? Well, yes or no. Like, mm-hmm. if Ray, like, for Raylo to happen, so much of the story has to go one or two specific ways that it would. That I mean, you'll it well, changes it. It drastically changes the movie. Like, if Leia dies this movie, I don't think it's really gonna be that you know, different in terms of the plot for episode nine. Um, I think like, you know, she dies at the beginning of this neck of the end movie. I don't think Leia surviving. Um, I don't even think that was the plan at all originally mm-hmm. for her to survive. So I don't think that it really makes that big of a difference yeah. in terms of the plot. Um, but for like Raylo's like, okay, well that's a huge, that's like a very, that would have to be a core piece oh, yeah, of would. the story. It would, but, but, what we originally started our, our our discussion was about whether Kylo would have to come back to the light right. and Ray would stay light or, or or whatnot. And I had said there is a scenario where Ray would stay light, but it does really then parallel four, five, and six, and it starts to kind of look the same. Yeah. Um, except for it's a romantic relationship instead of a father son relationship. Right. Um, and then what does it look like afterwards? So so do you or, think do you think it's more likely? I think that, it's very unlikely, actually, that Ray turns to the dark side. Bold statement. Not even, not even like forced. 
to the dark side. Now, force persuasion or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she just willingly does it. I, I would say yes, except for in episode seven, Kylo Ren tries that, and she's able without any training. Yeah, but Kylo Ren's not Snoke. I know, yeah. I know. But I mean, it just it just it would be one thing if like and imagine imagine if she's put in a position where Luke, as we see from this trailer, is kind of like I don't want to train you, and so Ray, who spent all of her life like looking for whether Luke is her father or not, but like that, like a fatherly figure, like a family figure. Mm -hmm. So she starts to maybe think of him like family as she's just been thrown into this world where even Han Solo kind of like befriends Mm -hmm. her and stuff like that. Um, So if Luke is like, I don't want to train you and essentially it's kind of like, you know, like leave and he tells her to leave. Yeah. um, then, like, she a, imagine out. the mindset she could be in when Snoke finds her. Right. Snoke's obviously finding her. Right. Okay. Whether, what, right. Okay. Like, so here we go. Yeah. So so here we go. So what you had said about if Ray turns to the dark side and is either on the dark side or is force persuaded to be on the dark side, the way they could do that is we're left at the end of episode eight with the last Jedi, Luke. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 Luke slash Ben Solo, yeah. and then you have some time. Whether it's you know, I mean, Han Solo was in Krypton or uh, Kryptonite. Kryptonite, God, Jesus, <laughs> um, Carbonite for a, a certain amount of time or whatever. Like there, there are there, there's time in between four and five yeah. and five and How six. How much time? Do, well, I guess no times in between. Um, there's more time in between four and five, I think, than there is I, five and six. I think this movie, it's going to be like, it starts off immediately and then there's going to be like a six, I think like a, fa- a flash forward or, or like, yeah. move, it's going to move forward pretty quick. Yeah. But I think between eight and nine, you could have some time where if Ray is stuck at the end of eight with Snoke, you could have years where she develops into a dark side user and yeah. comes back and it's sort of like, it's almost like the two sides have switched. You know, it's like Ray's now That'd with Snoke. That'd be great. It would be so right. interesting and so cool. So and it Ray's seems now like with that's Snoke. what they're trying to do. Like, it seems like they're trying to... Ben Solo would have to go back to his old master. Yeah. And once again, you have... Yeah. Then... Because it, it just seems to me, the fact that the fact that Disney, one, had Ryan Johnson do eight, because they're like, we want a new, interesting, mm-hmm. different take on it. Yeah. And the fact that all the actors were like, I kind of don't like it means that it was probably not predictable. It was probably something totally out there. Yeah. And then the fact that they wanted Ryan Johnson to do nine again, because they're like, Hey, means that Disney's Mm. probably like, okay, we really like it. Cause it seems to me like they had a big knee jerk reaction from people coming, people coming out of seven saying it's, I mean, of course it made a lot of money and it did well, but people saying, well, it's a shot for shot remake of four. Right. But, the the reaction to Ryan Johnson from the actors, um, uh, really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> literally coming out of the, of the of the of the reading and saying, "Okay, so <laughs> wait a second, is this for real or is this fake?" I mean, that's yeah. kind of the way they came at it. Was like, "Are we really doing this?" So it's that different. Yeah, and, and it would not surprise me. That's why it seem, may, may seem like we're thinking way outside the box here. It wouldn't to. surprise me if Kylo comes back to Ben Solo and Ray turns into a fi- a female dark side user which I think would that be is super awesome. powerful. I think it'd be so cool. You know, and like you said, like maybe she is turned away. Yeah. Well, you Luke. know, the other thing the other thing is that I think people are forgetting that regardless of whether it's Jedi or Sith, mm-hmm. the Force will balance itself out. Mm-hmm. The Force created Anakin Skywalker to very quickly over the course, I mean, the force is, you know, infinite. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the terms of the force's life cycle, you're talking, 
you know, like 10 years, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So Anakin brought balance to the force. And then, okay, about 30 years later, we have Luke mm-hmm. brings balance to the force. So right now, the way I look at it is you have two and two. You have Ben on the dark side and Snoke and mm-hmm. Luke and Ray. You and I are both in, a, I think, in kind of agreement. I'd say 90% chance that Luke either dies this movie or next. Oh, I would say even so even in the scenario where Ben comes back to the light side, I think Luke's dead. Yeah. And and here's what and it may not be this movie. I hope it's not. I actually hope it's not this movie because I love Luke. Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker yeah. that much, but I know with with his character Force Ghost is very much possible. Yeah, and I I and, I do think I do agree with you. I think it's going to be like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Where he just gets like slashed through and he immediately becomes one of the force. And wouldn't that be sick? That would be so sick. We haven't seen that in a while. And so for Luke to become... Anakin did it. Yeah, Luke would become one with the force. He'd have to become... You know, okay, so anyways, if Ben comes back to the light side, I think then you have him going back to Ark 2, going to the different temples. And this path for him, like almost like his old training is coming back, you know, and he's remembering what it is to be a Jedi. And he's the last Jedi. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, how sick would that be? I don't know. It would just be, just be kind of crazy, because he's been trained as a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's a beautiful title because you have Luke, the last Jedi, Ray, maybe being tra- trained to be the last Jedi, or Ben Solo coming back from the dark side to be the last Jedi. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just freaking beautiful. Um, so. Anyways, um, we started with Raylo. We worked our way around to everything. Everything. But Raylo is that big of a deal. Like if they went Raylo, it's not like it's not just like, oh hey, you know, people are saying Finn and Poe are gonna get together. Okay, like Finn and Poe, like mm-hmm. let's just say they could get together and it doesn't really change mm-hmm. the main plot of Star yeah. Wars. Raylo would be like the core oh, would. pillar of like it would. It makes a lot of changes. Can I say real quick since we have touched on everything? My two big concerns with episode eight, what I'm really worried about is that I've said this before, Luke Skywalker doesn't have an epic moment and goes out and we're quite a, we're kinda of left with like this that sucked. You know what yeah. I mean? Sort of like even though he's had his epic moments and he's been awesome, I kind of wanted to see him as a master. You know, like Master Yoda has his has a good moment. He has a couple good moments. And it's just like, I want to see Luke versus Snoke. I want to see Luke versus Kylo. I want to see those things happen. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and I'm kind of worried about that. The second thing is, what the heck happened to Finn? I, exactly. I, I, feel, I feel like he's not that big of a player anymore. Even though we're going to follow his story quite a bit, I'm just sort of he like... He was the second biggest character in episode seven. Yeah, and I'm really worried that... Actually, to be honest... He's going to split time have, with Poe. I have to go back and watch. He might have more lines and more screen time than Ray. Yeah, it, it, it's... I don't know. We'd, we'd have to look at that. But I am worried, I he though, does. that he just gets forgot. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like this... He's almost insignificant, and I'm just like, gosh, that cannot happen. He's well. I mean, how big? Know. How big of a character? I mean, if you think about episode four, I mean, Han Solo was probably just. I mean, just as big of a character as Luke. I mean, we saw Han, mm-hmm. you know, and then he kind of gets pushed to, you know. I'll yeah. say this though: so four, five, and six, you could have four, five, and six without the Leia Han Solo love story. Mm-hmm. You could not have one, two, and three. Obviously, because not just because of what it does mm-hmm. to set up four, five, and six, but 
like the way one, two, and three are structured, if four, five, and six didn't exist, if you didn't have Anakin Padme, it would be a completely different trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. So I think that that's why with Raylo, it is man, it's that. Big. It either is or it isn't. It, yeah, it's all in or it's all out. Yeah, you can't you um, can't have you. It's not you cannot like you can have one foot in and one foot. I mean, it's yeah. And it's really this next movie will tell us everything we we'll, 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 we'll see. Yeah, I think there's pretty much three options. One, Raylo's happening. Two, it's they're related, so Raylo doesn't happen, but there still is that big connection. Mm-hmm. Three, they just they and this would be the I think the worst. It's more one. about the ancient nature of the force and the force sort of. Oh, well, I was gonna say three. They just do four, five, and six all over again, and Ray has you know. Yeah, except for except for what is the connection? You know, like why right. would Kylo even want to come back to the light side if if Ray's just another maybe, girl? Maybe I mean? maybe he just was struggling with the light side just so they could find a way for just so they can have him be like, okay, I'm going to release myself to the dark side just to make him seem that right. much more evil. Well, well, here's the thing. So this is a little bit deep and sweaty, but um, there's this whole in, in Clone Wars and that's in Legends. There's this um, talk of. You have like the father, the brother, and the sister. And the brother is dark side, evil, and the and the sister is light. And people are trying to figure out who's the reincarnation of those figures. So it's sort of like, is that what's happening? You know what I mean? Is there the reincarnation of like the first Force users and stuff? So go go watch Clone Wars if you're listening. And and it's uh, I forget which episode it is, but um, pretty easy to find where they go to. Um, Obi-Wan basically has a vision, like he gets to see, you know, Anakin turn to the dark side and all this stuff. It's crazy. So, but, okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's well, our, that's our discussion on Raylo and all things episode eight and nine. All right. Uh, that's it. That's our show. Uh, if you're listening on rebel watch, thanks for listening. And, uh, what do we say as, well, we say as always, may the force be with you. And if you were listening on second breakfast, stay tuned and stay hungry.